All right. Welcome to the Squadcast, everybody. We are pumped to be here. Hockey Eve. It is the eve of the NHL season. We are on the brink, as our good friend Adam Schultz says, of we are 24 hours away from 116 straight days of NHL hockey, Max. You're in the mood. You got I'm the ready. Preds jersey on. You're roll. covering it up with your with your laptop. It's fine. Now, just People before we went to air... I wasn't sure if I was going to tell this or not. But oh, no, you had to. This was I was we, here. This is really cool. My phone starts ringing, and I don't typically get phone calls. It's 2021. But people who are much older than me still use phone calls as a, a very uh, popular mode of communication. Mm-hmm. So hello to Chad. Hello to John. Uh, hello to everybody who's tuning in tonight. I saw some other. Adam, as I mentioned, was tuned in. Uh, who else we got here? Uh, Ronald Steven from our, our down south neighbor. Uh, North Dakota. North Katie Dakota. Fleury was the first one in, of course. But here's the story. So I get a phone call, and it's a blocked ID. I don't know who it is. Who calls me with blocked IDs? Our salesman, Chad. Chad uh, Stallard. Our good buddy, Chad Stallard. He, he calls me. He often has a blocked number. Just that's how his phone works. So I'm thinking it's Chad, right? Uh, Chad, who was on the show last week. Uh, so who, for those of you who watched last week, Chad was here. Hi, Ricky. Hello to Darren. Uh, we're looking forward to tonight. So... I answer the phone. I say, hello, thinking it's Chad. And he says, hey, Clark. I'm like, hi, how's it going? Hey, this is Don Cherry here. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I literally looked at Max and I was like, oh, this Pretty is five, fell out of your seat. This yeah, is five was, minutes ago, guys. So we're a little shaken up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had reached out to his son, Tim, about coming on the Rod Peterson show, which, of course, is our father's show here. And uh, we freaked out a little bit. Uh, so anyways, if we seem a little shaken, that's why. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I didn't no, have Max, a phone in Max hand. crushed it. He got like, a video uh... of it. We're good. We're good to go. <laughs> so anyways, we are the Squadcast. You are the squad. You are the fanalists. So that's why we are called the Squadcast. Thanks for checking in. We see a great number of viewers Fantastic here Fantastic number Super of viewers. Super pumped. Love it. Um, it is this eve of hockey season. And uh, before that, we get to all that great talk, we have to thank our good friends at Rockstar Supply Chains solutions. Uh, Roxanne and Darnell are over there doing a great job. If you need to figure out what you need for your business, how to get it, uh, and to help with everything else with your business, making it a smooth operation, they can handle that for you. Check them out at Rockstar Supply Chains. Uh, I think they have a web, what is it? Rockstar.ca. It's on Facebook, the commercial that I voiced. Twitter. I can't seem to remember it. They're all over the place. Uh, yeah. Thanks. all. here come all the comments. John Ohm. Don Cherry. <laughs> uh, Brett Ellick. Amazing. Yeah. I'd crap my pants too. Yeah. You don't want to see what's Pretty going on. Incredible. Right now. Pretty incredible. Uh, John Ohm, Katie Fleury, Skyler has a black eye and a scar coming. <laughs> did you punch? Did you punch your child for hearing that story? I hope not. Oh boy. Um, as always, ask us anything throughout the night, um, guys. If you could throw up the uh, the Hulk Hogan image for us, I can't do send the hand in your thing comments. That you do. Whatever that. Thing I don't know is. why you can't. It's not that hard. Because I'm left-handed and it, okay. everything's messed up. Send in up your us. comments. Send in your questions. We got a ton to talk about, guys. It's going to be tough to fit it all into an hour and a half, but we're going to try because Kayla's in the back room with Director Jordan, and I'm sure they have a bet. Uh, Kay- Kayla's daughter's here too, and I'm sure she's yeah. probably going to join in on the betting action. Um, so we'll see. School's but back too, so let's be mindful. Of let's that, be mindful. Right? It's you know? a school night, guys. So. Yeah. Uh, Max, give us the breakdown of what's going on the show while I finish sharing everything. Fantastic, Clark. So it's hockey season eve, as you alluded to earlier, and we're gearing up for a jam-packed episode. With a 56-game sprint upon us, we cannot wait to begin to see how this season's story unfolds. Nick Kiprios joins us for an in-depth season preview. We talk his book, career, and what else he's got in the queue. Super Wild Card Weekend was a sight like no other. 
How about that first quarter between the Steelers and Browns, eh? All Big Ben could do was shake his head and say, oh, brother. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We're incredibly excited to get this show underway. Let's get this thing going, eh, Clark? What do you say? Sure, let's do it. Right. We got a ton to talk about, but of course, we can't bury the lead um, with what happened this past weekend in the NFL. Mm -hmm. uh, we will, trust me, we have a ton of hockey talk coming up. Yes. So stay with us. But we, we have to talk about the NFL. Um, now, what happened this past weekend is, of course, the Super Wild Card Weekend, which is the first time they've ever done it this way. Mm -hmm. uh, they added a wild Great card. Great job team. by the NFL's marketing team. Yeah. Really going above and beyond for the name. I love yeah, it. Yeah, they, they definitely went, out, went all out for it. And, uh, the, you know, the. Uh, they added a wild card team on each conference, mm -hmm. so it uh, gave the Green Bay Packers and Kansas City Chiefs a bye week mm -hmm. coming into this week, which should lead to some interesting conversations about the old rest versus rust debate, which oh, happens yeah. every year there's a bye week. Um, but... Um, so, yeah, we had a couple winners, a couple losers, a um, couple surprises, a uh, couple picks that you made in the squad select that didn't work out for you. Uh, so let's break it down. Who do we want to start with? We're going to get into this more as well later in the show, guys. Yeah. So uh, if we seem like we skip over some of it, stay tuned. We got to do our squad select later in the show for uh, this week's playoff matchups. But So we'll talk about it a little bit more. But um, who? what was the game that surprised you the most, Max? Uh, you know what surprised me the most? I, I honestly, I got to go with my Rams. And I don't mean to be that biasly and, uh, and I guess only talk about uh, my true beloved team here. But the fact of the matter is we were going in not knowing who our starting quarterback was going to be. John Wolford, who had ended up being, got hurt early in the game from uh, a questionable hit from Jamal Adams, we'll call it. Uh, and then Jared Goff had to come in 12 days removed moved uh, from thumb surgery, broke his thumb and uh, against those same Seattle Seahawks uh, in week 16. And hey, you know what? It wasn't the most pretty game, but our defense showed why statistically they're the best in the NFL. And uh, we're moving on to uh, see Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams and company in Lambeau on uh, Saturday. So I don't know. I was pretty impressed and surprised with uh, the Rams pulling out the 30 to 20 upset. I guess it wasn't upset, really. It was a six seed versus a three seed. So I was pretty pumped to see my Rams make it on through to the other side and get into the divisional round. But what about you, Clark? What the, did you have your eye on? The one that worked for me uh, in my favor in squad select, uh, yeah, yeah, that it? was surprising to me was the Ravens over the Titans. Yep. Um, that game, uh, it seemed like it was pretty close all the way, and then the Ravens must have figured something out, and uh, they took that one over the Titans. A lot of people didn't think that would happen that way. Mm -hmm. um, not that the, I don't think a lot of people wrote the Ravens off necessarily, mm -hmm. but the Titans were just looking good. They had, they they had kind of had a little bit of everything, and of course, Derek Henry, uh, but they they found a way to shut him down, and then Lamar Jackson did his 40 thing. Forty yards, like yeah. yeah, Tractor Cito was just not, I guess, in his, uh, I guess, winning ways, so to speak. I mean, that's the thing. He had a two thousand yard season, which was incredible. But at the end of the day, you got to get it done in the playoffs. And I know Darren Dupont behind us right now is a little upset with that result. But uh, with that being said, as we mentioned, uh, I guess we texted back and forth a little bit uh, back on it. Is there's always next season. Always next season. Right? That's what Falcons fans say. Um, we got some comments coming in. We got John Ohm. Go Green Bay Packers. Um, I I mean, again, I know you just talked about it against the Rams. They showed some heart, Ricky Kazama said. Um, and we do have some pictures for these NFL talks, guys, if you want to throw them up. I think we had one or two. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, the, the Packers... 
get the Rams now. Uh, the Rams are hurting. They got some things going on in their yeah. locker room. The Packers, they seem like they got uh, everything going for them right now. Yeah. Home field game against an L.A. team, uh, which isn't used to the weather necessarily in that pretty little field of theirs up in up over in L.A., right? Yeah. Um, so I, you have to think the Packers would be heavily favored in that game, no? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. They're the number one seed in the conference, right? At the end of the day, it's uh, it's going to be a, a fun game on Saturday. I think there's, there's some really good headline talent on both sides of the ball. Aaron Donald got a little banged up tore some rib cartilage but mm. eh, he's gonna play on Saturday says Sean McVay so he'll be all right and I guess the matchup and we'll talk about it obviously a little bit later when we get into kind of the squad select for uh, this coming weekend but uh, Devontae Adams and Jalen Ramsey that's gonna be I think the highlight of the weekend in terms of just watching arguably the best shutdown corner in the league against probably one of the top three receivers in the league so uh, at the end of the day I, I definitely it, it's it's the Lloyd Christmas meme for me it's this so you're saying there's a chance <laughs> hey there's I, always a chance there's I think always it's going to happen, but uh, as me and Ricky were kind of going back and forth on Instagram this weekend, uh, I'm just glad to have uh, hockey back and watch my Rams play uh, this weekend. It's going to be a Speaking fun Speaking of so. hockey, who's ready? We are yeah. literally, as of right now, 24 hours away from puck drop tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, for Again, Adam Schultz said at 116 straight days of NHL hockey, oh. we're all super pumped. There it is, that logo in the ice. Um now, I just put up a poll. I want everybody to make sure they vote on it who's mm -hmm. watching on Facebook. We are live on Twitter and YouTube tonight as well. So just a little note. Our long-awaited debut. If you can't watch on Facebook long-term or maybe YouTube's your preferred platform, maybe Twitter's your preferred platform, we're on YouTube at the Rod Peterson Show page, mm -hmm. and we're on Twitter at the Team RP Show account. So mm -hmm. you can go there as well and tune in um, throughout the night. But... Uh, I put up a poll. Who's your Stanley Cup favorite? Um, the Avalanche came out with the odds on as the odds on favorite to win the Stanley Cup this year. Now that doesn't that doesn't pan out very often, is what no. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, but I also put up the Golden Knights, the Lightning, and other. Those are the three teams that mm -hmm. are kind of hovering. And then of course other. I wanted to put the Leafs on there. <laughs> Now here's the thing. Why would you want to do that? Here's the thing that's that we keep talking about, and you know, with these new divisions, um, the one thing that uh, did you see my COVID stars was ranked higher than the Leafs. Is that in the Stanley Cup, Robin? Stanley Cup favorites. The stars are ranked higher than the Leafs. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I would I wouldn't make that bet. We'll talk with Kipper about that later. Yeah, we will. We have a question about that for Nick Kiprios coming up uh, in just about ten minutes time, but. Um, the one thing we got to keep talking about is there, you know, a lot of Canadians seem to have an inferiority complex when mm -hmm. it comes to the NHL. Now we have to remember guys that if I say that the Leafs are a favorite to win, there's a guaranteed Canadian team in the semifinals. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's a long shot for a Canadian team to have a 25% chance to make it at least or win the Stanley Cup this year. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas every other year, it's a crapshoot and you never know. Exactly. Uh, this year, a Canadian team is guaranteed the way they have the divisions to at least be in the semis. Mm -hmm. So it gives the Canadian team not a better chance, but a, pr a better chance. I'll, I'll say yeah, it. Yeah, it it's statistically there. Right? Yeah. The, the numbers work out. Because typically every year, you know, maybe more Canadian teams will make the playoffs because we, we're coming off a year where uh, or we're going into a year where hypothetically six Canadian teams were good enough to make the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which is going to make that North Division so good. Yeah. But it's, it's unfortunate. It's 
And Probably you know what? Be a one-year thing. The Senators too. Let's let's give them a little credit. They could be those pesky sends of years gone oh, by, yeah. where maybe they give people a little bit of a run that they aren't expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can't um, we can't give them a pass here. Yeah. Um, but I mean, consensus is that there's six Canadian teams that have a chance, mm-hmm. uh, and. No matter how you break down your power rankings, which we are going to do later in the show, mm-hmm. we have uh, an NHL division prediction uh, for every single team in the entire league. Me and Max, we put ours together, and we're going to have a big conversation at the end of the show, so make sure you stay tuned. Um, but there is two Canadian teams that are very good that are not going to be making yeah. the playoffs this year. So no matter how you put your power rankings or your division predictions, mm-hmm. two teams are going to miss. That yep. are good. That shouldn't otherwise probably miss yeah. playoffs. And I'd say that's the case league wide too. The, the fact of the matter is, yeah, we love to talk about the Canadian division, but in the uh, the other markets, anyways, the Central, the East, the West, there's some good hockey clubs that uh, are not going to be getting a postseason berth. And that's, I guess, what the most exciting part about a 56 game sprint to the finish is: is that it's going to be meaningful hockey all the way through. Yeah, game one to game 56, it's going to be a bloodbath. So yeah. I can't wait. And I the one that I'm the wait. one that I'm looking forward to, and I think we talked about it a little bit last week with Julie Robenheimer, is that East Division mm-hmm. and the Boston Bruins stand out to me as a team to watch, good or bad. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very not sure on the Bruins this year, and it's weird because they're coming off such a dominant season, and I don't feel confident that they're at that level even close this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, with an inj- injuries up front. Uh, their defense feels depleted to me with yeah. a bunch of young guys who we haven't seen take a, a top role yet in that team. Mm-hmm. Their goalies are a year older. Not that that's a bad thing. Rask and Halak, I think 20 teams in the league would probably take that I'm tandem. Uh, maybe 25 teams, honestly, but uh, they are a year older. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like the dominant team that we saw last year in Boston. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it comes down to the strength of their division too, right? They're going to be going up against some powerhouses each and every night. You've got the Flyers, you've got the Capitals, you've got the Penguins. There's just so much talent in that division. If you're the Bruins, yeah, like you said, Clark, you're another year older. You don't know what David Pasternak looks like coming into training camp. I I think he skated for the first time mm-hmm. in a long time yesterday. Sure. Uh, it's it's just going to be really interesting to see. It's Charlie McAvoy's blue line now. Zidane Ochara is no longer there. He's moved over to Washington. It's going to be fun to see him yeah. play, the, play his old squad we had, eight to uh, ten times. We so. had a comment from Ricky Kazama that he thinks the Caps are a favorite. So they're not in the poll question. Again, mm-hmm. vote right here. Down here, there's a poll. Should be You should see it right now. Somewhere. Um, vote Somewhere for it. Who you think the Stanley Cup favorite is or tell us in the comments. But Ricky Kazama says the Capitals since they added Chara. Good timing on the comment, Kayla. I like it. Um, now... I don't know. Zidane Ochara is very interesting to me, and I don't know if we're going to... We'll probably get into the Capitals mm-hmm. a little later on. Um, but I don't know. To me, even if he went back to the Bruins, that defense still wouldn't have quite been what it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, you never really replaced Tory Krug, right? He, that too. And and Chara, uh, yes, he's a minute eater. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still a freak of nature. Yep. He still has a wingspan of a pterodactyl. <laughs> but um, I he's not... He's 43. Like... It comes to a point where it's going to start breaking down for him, and yeah. maybe it's not this year. And hey, I picked the Capitals pretty high in my ranking division or my division ranking. So here's hoping that he does great for the Caps. But yeah. and maybe they'll shelter him a little bit. Who knows? But you know what? Let's get into that a little bit later on tonight. Mm-hmm. We have to go into our vigor fan vote now, and we're going to keep talking hockey because this one ran away with the vote on Twitter. I'm just going to double check the results really quick here. Um, but we put up four options as we do every every week on the show here, and. Jordan, you let me know if uh, Kipper jumps in, and we'll try to get out of here uh, before too long. Um, but 
Where is the vote? There it is. So we put up um, Francisco Lindor to the Mets, which honestly I would love to talk I about. I kind of want to talk about that um, too. <laughs> a little, little plug for what I did on Friday. Uh, on Friday at the end of the week last week, I jumped on Facebook Live and um, I kind of just wanted to vent a little bit. And that was the main topic of discussion. Um, the Francisco Lindor trade of the Mets did not win. If we have time, I might we might talk about it a little later on. Yeah. Um, Evander Kane uh, with his bankruptcy and legal issues. Yeah. Ran away with the vote. It got 50% of the vote uh, mm-hmm. tonight, so we will be talking about that. The Raptors struggling were in there as well. They got second place, and then Clark on the Leafs, it only got 9.6% of the tough, vote. Tough, tough. So tough, eh? tough week. That's only four votes. I think Ooh. four? 10% of 52. Good math. I don't know. Yeah. Six? Five or six Close votes. enough. I didn't win. <laughs> uh, however... Kiprios is on in just a few minutes, so we'll get a little. So, so we'll talk we'll get a little, little leaf stock with we'll get a little more leafs going. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Evander Kane won, and and this is an interesting one. We weren't we we talked about it before the show. Mm-hmm. We weren't exactly sure how we were going to approach this necessarily. Uh, it's a it's a I don't know not a sensitive topic, but it's not one you love talking about necessarily. Mm-hmm. But it is big news. Evander Kane uh, is going through some struggles right now. Um, let me see if I can pull up the article here. I will give a hundred percent credit to Daniel Kaplan on mm-hmm. the Athletic. Uh, this is where we're getting kind of our reference from. Uh, again, that's the Athletic, Daniel Kaplan. Um, but Evander Kane uh, recently signed a seven-year, $49 million contract with San Jose, and he just filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy um, in the court of California. And he's also being sued, what is it, by a bank for not making loan payments. Uh, he has he has gambling debts. Um, I'm just kind of scrolling through here, but if you really want to read the full article and get the full breakdown, uh, again, head over to The Athletic and read that one there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting. He's not the first NHL player. I'm just reading here. Um, and I remember remember before the show, I said, I think there was a guy in like the There's 90s, else, yeah. Darren McCarty. Darren McCarty. Uh, he, got, okay. he got messed around with, yep. with some of his money. Um, mm-hmm. Jack Johnson, if you were paying attention recently, mm-hmm. um, Jack Johnson came out and said that his family members screwed him out of some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was going, I think he's filed for bankruptcy. Brian Trottier, says here back in wow. the day, hey, also had some Stanley issues. Cup champion. Um, a ton of football players this has happened to, some basketball players. Um, So this isn't the first time that this has happened where uh, a high-profile, highly-paid athlete is going through these issues. But this one seems a little different to me, I think. Uh, And maybe maybe I'm off here, but... um, you know, when we're looking at what it is, there's gambling debt involved. It seems like he was a reckless spender to what I'm reading. Um, Adam Schultz says he has three $10 million houses. I'm not sure of that, but I'm sure you're not just saying that out of nowhere, Adam. There might be something to that. Uh, I heard he was quite the party animal. Obviously, that picture of him holding the money on the Vegas yeah. uh, Skyline hotel room doesn't paint a great picture right now. Life comes at you pretty fast sometimes. Yes. Hey, that was uh, that was a little bit of foreshadowing for, uh, unfortunately, the struggles he's going through now. Yeah, and so, I mean, this one to me... It's hard to have a ton of sympathy or empathy right now for Evander Kane. It seems like it's kind of self-induced. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're just going to have to wait for more details because there's always two sides of the story. And, uh, you know, sometimes hof- three, sometimes three, <laughs> hopefully for Evander, uh, he can figure his life out and get this sorted, mm-hmm. uh, come back stronger. Uh, I don't want to wish any more ill will on the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But it does seem interesting, like you said, that uh, we talked about it a little bit. But, you know, he was just in the news sort of for calling out <laughs> uh, Logan Paul for Jake. a fight. Wasn't it Logan? And then Logan talked about it on his podcast. Well, oh, yeah. Sorry. No. Yeah. I think I think the goal was Jake for the bigger belt because. Right. Logan's a little tied up. I think with, he, uh, I think Mayweather he, right now, but I think what happened was he chirped Jake. Yeah, and, and then, then Logan got involved. With Logan it. got involved, and he challenged Logan to a fight. I'm pretty nice. sure, but well, either hey, that may, that would make sense. Either way, Logan Jake, same same idea. YouTubers versus hockey players. That's the entertainment that we live in today. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of people advocating for that fight. Uh, and well, I think now we know that I think he was looking for a payday, yeah. and uh, he was pushing for it. So I don't know. Uh, it's a tough situation, and I think we'll just kind of maybe leave it at that. Jordan, do we have Nick uh, involved? He's involved. I didn't mean he's, involved. He's, is he's, he, is he's he logged in? He's, so, he's hey, in. Nick, we are going to go ahead to a break right now, a couple minutes away. We are going into Ontario to talk to Nick Kiprios, host of The Real Kipper at Noon Show, and uh, we'll be right back. Does this look familiar? Your fans deserve an incredible arena experience. It's time for an upgrade. Stunning graphics. Revenue opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology. Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. DDG. Always delivering the best fan experience. Find us at ddgregina.com. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain, from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. He's covering everything that matters to you. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Tune in live Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to noon, to catch the show live and be a part of the action. Take control by commenting live and sharing the show with your friends. Everyday hoop life. Services Company, LED, LED Sign Rentals, Video, Video Production, Event, Event Management. Look no further than IKS Live. Visit our website, IKS Live. Always the best seat in the house. IKS Live. Welcome back, and we are heading into our next segment very shortly. But Max, I don't know if you noticed, but we have some beautiful cans here on our uh, on our desks. Some incredibly beautiful cans. Um, I think we should probably crack these open before we start the interview. Do you, what crazy, do you think? Crazy. Now, welcome to the ASMR hour of, of the Squadcast. I don't know if you. Ooh. 
Ooh. Oh, it smells delicious. It smells fantastic. I hate to like, I don't want to blow smoke uh, for, for Nick, but it smells really good. Oh my. So of course, this oh, is wow. the Little Buddha Cocktail Company's Grilled Pineapple and Rosemary. Uh, and we are heading out to talk to a partner with Little Buddha Company right now. Uh, with the hockey world holding its breath, with 24 hours until the hockey season returns, we are very happy to bring on our guest for the show tonight. Welcome to the squad cast, Stanley Cup champion, host of the Real Kipper at Noon show with Line Movement, and author of this book right here, Undrafted. Nick, cheers. Welcome to the show. I, I can't have you guys drinking alone. No. <laughs> Absolutely Absolutely. Not, it's a Tuesday night. Let's, uh, let's get into her. Cheers, boys. Cheers, good sir. Now that was what, um, that was a nice opening, by the way. I really oh, appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Nick, this is delicious. Um, let's get into it really quickly. How did you get involved with this, mm -hmm. and uh, why is only one flavor available in Saskatchewan right now? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, well, we just re recently came out there. That's uh, our first real stretch out west since launching. I guess. Uh, we're going back uh, to this last spring. So we, we came up with a thought and idea probably about 14, 16 months ago. We sat around with family friends around uh, at, at, at a farmhouse. We started drinking these uh, RTDs, ready to drink cocktails in a can. We started having a wish list, what we liked, what we didn't like, what had too much sugar, what gave us a headache the next day. <laughs> And uh, we started checking the box off on, on many things, including organic and gluten-free and no sugar, uh, no preservatives, all of it. And then it almost became a bit of a, a dare, like, you know, okay, like, can we make one? Well, I don't know. Google it. <laughs> you know, it sounds just, like my kind of research. Then, oh, absolutely. Sounds like my kind of research. Well, yeah, it's anybody's research these yeah. days. Yeah, and, and and the ingredients are fantastic. Like I was uh, our producer Kayla in the back room was just looking at it before. She's like, "This is healthier than some of the waters I drink." Like, this is a <laughs> yeah. healthy drink right yeah. here. And and you know, traditionally these type of drinks are anywhere between 5 and 6% uh, alcohol content. We brought it down to 4, so you know, it it, it it is for some people that want to uh, still enjoy a cocktail, but be a little bit more mindful in, in terms of the ingredients that you're you're putting in your body. But it just one thing led to another, and then um, you know, really, it's uh, although I've I've been able to you know through my social platform push the product. And thanks to you guys again tonight for doing that. But <laughs> the brains of the operation are two women, my wife and Marie, and. Uh, our, our business friends, uh, now partners, uh, Kim, and, and they, they do the day-to-day. -day. And I'll, I'll tell you something, they're up against some some real tough competitors and, you know, big tough men that have been in this industry. And these guys are like sharks in, in this type of business. We know it's a, a multi-billion dollar industry with the likes of White Claw and Neutral, and they do all a terrific job. But uh, for, for two women to make such great strides in such a short period of time has been um, incredible. And we were able to sell over 25,000 cases here in the LCBO in Ontario. And we've been recently now uh, branching out west uh, to uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan. And uh, cheers, guys. It's It's yeah. been a lot of fun. And, and just to go back to your original uh, question, I, I knew that I was coming up towards the latter part of an eight-year contract with Sportsnet. I always had the thought that I was going to sign it and there was a possibility of going into my 50s and 
and wanting to change it up or switch it up. And I was in a position to do that. I wanted to start another project, uh, something away from hockey for the real, really for the first time to show that I can get, you know, involved and create a team and, and try to, um, have fun in a different way that had nothing to do with a power play or penalty kill or <laughs> we're calling a team too soft. So <laughs> here we are. We'll get into here the Leafs are. later, Nick. We'll get into the Leafs later. Um, a I nice wanted to just way, by the way, there you go. Um, I wanted to give you a little backstory on me because I want to connect a few dots with us, Nick. Um, sure. So my first job out of university uh, was with the Estevan Bruins in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And I moved out to the small town of Estevan myself. Uh, my, my wife and child came with me. But while I was kind of moving out there, I stayed for one month with Mel and Bert Pearson. They've been billeting Bruins players for... 35 plus 40 years uh, and their favorite player of all time who they're still very good family friends with is Alan May who is a good friend of yours yeah. I'm understanding so when yeah, I say the words when I say Alan May because I'm yeah. I looked at the at the stats of the first year that you guys played together he had been in the league already you were breaking in he had 339 penalty minutes <laughs> uh, <laughs> you had like 89 or something like that so yeah. what can you tell me about Alan May that he won't tell me otherwise well, the um, the uh, my book's called Undrafted, and I, I'm I told Alan that uh, you know he he's he's got to write a book because his will be even deeper and 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 more prominent in terms of the little engine that could and and refuse to to hear the words no, yeah, and that's kind of been the theme of my book, um, but really runs uh, parallel with with Alan May's uh, career and where he came from and how he eventually got to Washington uh, when I was there. And, you know, for the first couple of years, it was just me and him battling a lot of big boys and, and sometimes guys that I had no business fighting. <laughs> Alan certainly had much more of a, a, a gamer reputation by then, but all the respect in the world to him in terms of what he was able to do and what he was able to carve out, you know, just from his earliest memories of, loving the Edmonton Oilers to fulfilling his dream of playing for an NHL team and now doing a terrific job broadcasting with the Washington Capitals. I, I, I can't say enough about the guy. Well, let's stick with those Washington Capitals. I'm, I'm nailing the segues tonight. <laughs> Are you uh, let's stick sure. with those Washington Capitals and head over to the East Division and let's get into that NHL talk because, boy, there is a lot to talk about going into this season. Uh, still a lot of question marks in the air um, with roster spots. Taxi squads are getting announced here left, right, and center. But the Washington yeah. Capitals uh, are in a, a group of death in the East Division uh, with, I would say, six really solid teams out there and a couple of teams that aren't going to go away easy most nights. Um, if when you look at the at the East Division, and for those who might not be on top of it, Flyers, Bruins, Rangers, Islanders, Capitals, Penguins, Sabers, Devils, how do you see that division shaking down, and who's going to survive that division this year? Well, I, when you look at uh, the teams that had the most success the last few years, you, you you look at the Philadelphia Flyers and how strong that they were in the back half, and although it was really disappointing uh, in the bubble you assume that they're going to grow from it and get better. And then there's the Washington Capitals and the Boston Bruins, and the only reason why I bring them up at the same time is for the most obvious reason at all, uh, Zdeno Chara, and that whole effect that this will have in the East. And from a physical point of view, 
we know the guy's huge and he can still take up a ton of space uh on the uh, on the ice he can still i think he left averaging around 21 minutes for the boston bruins last year and now you blink and he's in a washington capital uniform and you're, and you're still asking yourself what the hell just happened here how how did a guy go from playing 21 minutes for the boston bruins to being told that he is their seventh defenseman to start the season and then end up in a Washington Capitol uniform. So we know he's not a seventh defenseman on any team, but that doesn't mean necessarily he's a, still a legitimate 21-minute guy. It was just one or the other for the Boston Bruins, which I still don't think, you know, for me personally, that that was the right decision that they made, I would have found a way to keep him hell or high water just in terms of what he's meant to the organization, what he still means to the guys. I, I think there's a big hole, especially not, not only from a physical point of view on the ice, but psychologically in that room. And that's not to take away from Patrice Bergeron, um, who's going to do a terrific job as the next captain. But man, those are big skates to fill in such a short period of time. And I, I look at the Washington Capitals now and what they've gained. Forget about still what he can do on the ice, but just from that psyche, they, they were expecting this bigger-than-life player out of uh, Henrik Lundqvist, right? That aura that you, you just carry as one of the greatest goalies in modern you know time. And then they lost it. It was vanished uh, with his heart surgery. And now, you know, in a blink of an eye and a snap of a finger you got a bigger than life you know guy in in Zidane Ochara coming into the room and now working with so many guys uh so I I think Washington had uh, had a big gain on that and that's not to suggest that he's a, a top four defenseman and that he's going to play 21 minutes every night but he's just going to add so much to the psyche of the Washington Capitals that uh, it, it's going to it's going to push them a lot further than what the Boston Bruins have to go through. Yeah, absolutely, Kipper. And you know what? We'll we'll stick on the blue line here, but maybe transition divisions over into the central. And uh, a headline that's kind of trickled in throughout the day here is the quick decimation of the relationship between Keith Yandel and the Florida Panthers. Um, I'm super curious, as he's one of my favorite defensemen to follow in the league. Uh, do you have any insights as to kind of how that relationship broke down so quickly? Or uh, has this been well, something that's been brewing for a while? Yeah, I don't think Quenville's a huge fan, to be quite honest with you. And uh, there's no question that you know he's he's, he's a skater, he's a he's a power play guy. Uh, but I don't know how much time Joel Quenville has for him five on five or or playing any significant minutes when a game's on the line. So um, Yendel will always be that guy that I think if someone is a little short on some offense or the power play runs dry that they would take a look at a guy like Yandel. But I, I am not that surprised to hear uh, of, of that friction now in, in Florida. So we're looking at another team. We're sticking in the central, I guess, but the Chicago Blackhawks are a team that went from perennial playoff contender, at least to might be bottom feeders now very fast. Uh, and especially now, you know, we see the Jonathan Taves injury, which is an absolute killer 
Uh, you see Kirby Doc going down with a with a Tetris piece for a wrist, and you see Alex Nylander get an injury in training. Um, so that's uh, some big chunks out of their offense. Uh, they're already getting older. We've already talked about that. Uh, the goaltenders, um, you know, <laughs> their goaltenders. Uh, so <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so is this a team, Kipper, that do you think they should be exploring a rebuild, maybe moving Patrick Kane, for example, Duncan Keith finding a way to get him yeah. out, or should they stay pat and just see what happens? No, no staying pat's a disaster. And uh, a lot of people were surprised to see Stan Bowman actually get uh, a promotion to, to, to president uh, off his general manager job when some thought that he should have lost his job by now and you know Stan struggled on 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 a few trades there's no question about that Chalmerson losing Chalmerson hurt that blue line um Murphy comes in gains a pretty good contract but a lot of people aren't convinced that you know he's he can fill those shoes of of a Chalmerson who did everything for them you know defensively while Keith got to do what he did best and that's uh, create with Taves and Kane. Go back to Panarin, Sod, those decisions. Um, it, it has not worked out well for the Chicago Blackhawks or Stan Bowman. And and now, you know, did the success in the bubble short term, you know, buy Bowman some time? Absolutely. But also look at... Crawford and Robin Leonard and ask yourself where that team would have ended up without that goaltending. Their goaltending was spectacular coming down towards the latter part of, of the bubble and in the bubble and, and, and beating Edmonton. And now you're like, you guys mentioned the goaltending now, like if you're Pat Kane, what are you thinking about your team right now? And how long are you willing to kind of hang out? You're you're still in your prime. He's in his 30s, and he's had a, an amazing career so far, and he's able to string some Stanley Cups. But you're still in your prime. You're still one of the best players in the league. Maybe he'll see how this season goes and, and, and gets a feel for how close that they can retool to get to that place where they're competing again. Or he makes a hard hard decision to say I've had enough here it's it's run its course and, and time to move on now he's got three years uh left on his deal he's 32 years old 10.5 million dollars me and Max were talking about this before the show uh started but is there a team out there that could put a package together to make that work it's it's not an easy contract especially in this economy uh to fit it in but you'd have to think there'd be a lineup no yeah, I think uh, there's no question that there'd be some teams that would that certainly would be in a position to uh, to want him uh, to 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 get him's a, a different story, and there's no question that teams would ask for a top young player in return. You want to link him to you want to link him to uh, Buffalo, his hometown. Where do you want to start there, right? Jack Eichel? Well, the Rangers went through that already. <laughs> right. right. The Rangers tried 
Um, but you know, they, at the end of the day, I don't think Buffalo, it, it ever came close, you know, with, with some, some type of players, but you know, we'll, we'll see, uh, We'll see where it, it ends up. I think we'll have a better idea towards uh, the trade deadline and, and, and how bad Chicago is in terms of looking like a team that can contend. I had Pat Kane on my show about a week ago, and he thinks that uh, they're going to su- surprise some people. So Kubelik, can he come in and score 30 goals in 56 games? Uh, Dylan Strome? Do we know what Dylan Strome is? Is he a point-of-game guy? Is he a legitimate second-line guy that can come in and 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 provide offense, or are we are we not sure on him? So a lot of question marks in Chicago. Yeah, I, I think they have some young pieces that are intriguing. Uh, you know, Alex DeBrinket's another one. Um, they got some defensemen that are curious, uh, but. It's looking like a struggle uh, this year with all the injuries and the goaltending and those aging contracts. But Buffalo would be interesting. They got a kid named Jeff Skinner over there who's sitting on a fourth line right now with a $9 million contract. Maybe there's something there that... No one's touching that with a 10-foot pole. (laughs) That was a disaster. Maybe if you couple it with a few really good prospects or something, though. And, you know, you want to talk about guys that paid for their mistakes? Jason Botterill, who ended up uh, mm-hmm. in Seattle now as a as an assistant GM, that Skinner was one of a few decisions that he made that cost him his job. Yeah, absolutely. And Kipper, I guess, I don't know, this is a question. I mean, obviously, we're on the eve of the season now, but you alluded to it earlier with the trade deadline and evaluation, especially this year being one unlike any other. What do you think we're going to see come the middle of April? Do you think it's going to be unprecedentedly slow because of the restrictions that are going to be put in place from governments? What do you think we're going to see come the middle of April? Yeah. yeah, I don't think it'll be anything like we've seen in the past. And and when we're talking about trying to play through a pandemic, guys, like if we get to a trade deadline, it'll mm-hmm. be a huge success. Yeah. And right now... Absolutely. We saw the NHL again uh, release some some latest data on, on positives, and 17, I think, out of 27, I, I can't even remember what the stat was. Mm-hmm. Uh, positive. Who knows what? Who's available by then? Who knows what it looks like by then? And who's coming off a t- taxi squad? I I don't even know for sure if they're going to be able to put a. A, a true understanding of what a salary cap could mean if you trade for a guy. Right. I, I just, I just don't see a lot of bodies moving from here on in. And we know at the end of the day, guys, you know, and it's got to be said, a lot of owners didn't want to play this year. Yeah. So I, I don't see them trading much uh, unless they can offload some contracts. Nobody's buying guys still want to get out of bad contracts i i just think it'll be a status quo kind of scenario between now and and hopefully what we have is a presentation to a 2021 20, season of the stanley cup 
Absolutely. And you know what, maybe transitioning to a bit of a lighter note, we kind of talked about it earlier, the the chemistry uh, between Pat Kane and Jonathan Taves that led to three Stanley Cups. Growing up watching you, Kipper, uh, the chemistry between you and Doug McLean, who is a regular on your show now, uh, it was always just a fun, interesting dynamic, uh, and it made for excellent content. Uh, maybe can you just speak about the relationship that you guys have together? Uh, like I said, it was just always so much fun watching you two go at it back and forth uh, growing up watching you. Oh, he's such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I was hoping for. Yes. Good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. He's he's a lot of fun. There's no question uh, that uh, since we first really met back in Washington with the Allen May uh, days, he was a associate coach with Brian Murray. And I got to know him a lot when I went down for a rehab stint uh, in, in Baltimore. He had been reassigned there and uh there's just something about him that kind of stuck out for me and i get like like a lot of people you get attracted to people sometimes that have a fun personality and he was one of them but he also was a good coach and you knew when it was time to take him awfully serious and you know he found a way to, to make you better so when there was an opportunity for him after his days in Columbus, I, I told Sportsnet, go get this guy and, and, and put him on air. He's going to be going to be a lot of fun. And uh, he was for 10 years. And then we found ourselves just hanging out a little bit. And we put together this show, uh, Real Kipper at Noon, which uh, has been fun. It's at, my, at, it's at our pace. Sometimes I'll call him up and he's like, nope, golfing today. See you later. <laughs> you know, but in this world of of digital uh build a studio in the basement uh it, it's it's been fun and 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 a good tempo off the uh strenuous corporate uh big studio stuff that uh you know i had at least for 21 years yeah, absolutely. You seem to be in your element and it's uh, it's fantastic content. So one quick little follow-up to that. So what's he claiming is his handicap these days and what do you think he actually shoots? Well, he, he claims he's gone from an 18 to a 14 because he got a new driver and I'm like, ah. that's bullshit. You, <laughs> all it means is your, your, your ball's going into the woods further. That's all that means. <laughs> Love um, it. But he's, he's really taken a liking to it uh, a lot more. I don't ever recall him being much of a golfer but there's always a, a little bit of that competitiveness that comes out in you and uh he, he's got the bug yeah down in florida but uh you should grab him for uh, a guest one night you'll have a blast with him would absolutely love to he's on the list um now yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to- <laughs> it yes i, I tell um, him what to do Hey, absolutely. Um, We have some fan questions here. If you don't mind, I got one for you here from Gregory Lee. And he asks, I'll just put it on the screen here. If you, I don't know if you can see it or not, but Nick, who do you think will be the rookie of the year? We got Lafreniere, Zegris, Cousins, Stutzel. There's a lot of other ones. Um, Who do you have your eye on right now for incoming rookies? Well, if we go back to the world championship, uh, uh, the juniors for a second, uh, Zegris to me, uh, and we've seen some great young players, you know, coming out of the draft year after year, top three guys. Uh, but what Zegris was able to do, and not, I, I should rephrase that, what he, what he was able to say and do in that world 
junior championship I thought was pretty incredible because you listen to him prior to that gold medal game and you know you could sit there and easily say cocky American right easy he's like he's on TV he's telling Canada how he's going to beat them they're, you know, they haven't been tested. Their defense has never been pushed. Their goalie has not been in a real five-on-five situation with... And it's like, holy jeez. I mean, the guy's up there, and he's basically telling Canada about their game plan and how they're going to win. And then he, go, then he goes out and he, he follows it up, and he does exactly what he says. And now you're, if you're Canada now, now if you're Canada... He told you, and you still didn't adjust. You still didn't change anything. You didn't do anything except eat his, the crap sandwich he fed you. Yep. And I thought, I thought that was ballsy of him, man. And if that's any indication of how he plays moving forward as a pro, I think we're going to have some fun with, with uh, Trevor Zegras. Um, Agreed. But is... You know, Lafreniere, is he going to be in the mix? Absolutely, right? I mean, they're they're great young players. It all depends. You know, Kako, you know, second pick overall, Jack Hughes. Nobody expected them to struggle like they did. Nobody saw that coming. Um, and Jack, I don't, I'm not saying this is a, a make-or-break year for him, but he's got to show why he was the first pick overall a lot more than he did last year for New Jersey. So it's not written in stone for any of them to to walk right in and and really do what a lot of them have in the past if you're Connor McDavid or Pat Kane and all these guys that walked in and got their 50, 60 points and then became superstars uh, the following season. But there's no question that these guys have – every chance to to be superstars if not future hall of famers let's stick with the fan questions we're going to go to john in winnipeg john ohm and he has a two-parter for you first off can you get little buddha in manitoba part two of the question uh what are your thoughts on the jets this year what do they have to do to make the playoffs uh manitoba's a little tougher than alberta or saskatchewan when it comes to uh you know getting through uh, uh provincial government but you know, you go through the, the the process, and we hope that Manitoba accepts us uh, in a, in a short period of time. So, in Fair saying enough. that, um, we are uh, we are pushing forward here for for making it available to any uh, Canadian across the country. So, uh, be patient. We, got, we have some newfies out out east that also want to want their hands on yeah. it as well. Yeah. So, you yeah, you know, same. you have a market out there. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I, 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 we're told that we should be out east uh, in, in the next month or two. So we, we got our fingers crossed on that one as well. And yes, Perfect. there is a second flavor coming. It's a peach. Ooh. And uh, I think it's got a chance to be even uh, tastier than, than the pineapple, the grilled pineapple. Well, I'll take it because this is now, delicious. This is fantastic. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Winnipeg Jets. Uh, some people got them out of the playoffs. And I'm... Um, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it at all. And I, well, the part that everybody thinks that uh, perhaps their their blue line still has a big hole because of Bufflin gone, and and I get that. But it's not as bad as people say it is. 
And I think that, uh, you know, between uh, Morrissey and, and Neil P- uh, Pionk, who I think has a chance to be a star and uh, a, a guy that can quarterback everything, I, I think they're going to be fine. Hellebuck had his coming out party last year, top goaltender. Blake Wheeler still in his prime, Shifley. The only thing that really has to be a question mark is, you know, how much pressure is uh, Shevel Dayoff on have to to move Patrick Laine? Yeah. And we know that there's some takers out there, but now the question comes where they're going to fit. You're not trading him without an extension and a number that teams are comfortable with. And I, I, I think under these circumstances, uh, with the pandemic, it's just too hard to be thinking down that road right now. And, you know, if you're Patrick Liney, you know if a team trades for you, you've got the upper hand on a deal. And I'm not sure teams want that right now because... Who knows where the market's heading, right? Barzell, seven million. Mm-hmm. People were talking about nine, ten, eleven, and perhaps even an offer sheet. Boys, no offer sheet. They're not out there. Mm-hmm. Owners wanted nothing to do with offer sheets, <laughs> and Barzell had to settle for seven times three. That was not even close to the number that he thought he would get months ago so i i think i think patrick liney's got a chance to kind of play this thing out there'll be a ton of talk i'm sure at the at the trade deadline but shovel day shovel day off has to move him because he cannot afford him can't afford him going to arbitration and he can't afford getting a, a number that would be around nine million dollars uh by an arbitrator he just he just can't go down that path yeah. yeah, you talk about offer sheets and the one if the Tampa Bay Lightning aren't going to get offer sheeted, nobody's going to get <laughs> offer sheeted because they were in some sort of one and uh, they got out of it apparently. So they did some uh, some math wizards. They, they hired some math wizards and got that sorted <laughs> out. The old IR. The old best IR. friend. <laughs> yeah. The old GM. Hey, Gotta who's love. the best player on the team? Yeah. IR. <laughs> Gotta love Marion right. Gabrick. MVP this year. Yeah. IR. <laughs> yeah, Marion Gabrick's our MVP for hit, sitting on that LTIR and getting us under the number. Um, I got. Where would GMs be today without IR? <laughs> Tell me about it. Ask Kyle Dubas. Um, I got two yeah. more for you here. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Um, two more for you, um, and then we'll let you go if that's all right, Kipper. Um, sure. H- historically, you know, that California road trip, uh, you go down there and, and you – you're lucky if you get a point or two out of that road trip. In the last yeah. couple of years, it hasn't been that way. Uh, the teams were on a cycle, obviously, and it was their downtime. And uh, it seems like at least two of them are kind of coming back. But uh, one might ha- San Jose might have a bounce back year. They still have some pretty established stars over there. Um, but are those teams trending uh, in the right direction in your eyes? Oh, and yeah. do you do you think they have a playoff berth sooner than later? Any of those three teams? No. No, I don't. I don't have it sooner uh, than later. And I appreciate Kopitar and, you know, Drew Doughty as, as being superstars. But uh, I I worry about that team in, in the next few years. And 
uh, Stutzel is going to be a star for the Ottawa Senators. And I watched Byfield in the World Junior Championship, and I think he's got a chance to be a very good player, a great player, but I saw nothing to believe that the LA Kings picked the right player. Hmm. And I know he's a year younger, I believe, and there's still a, a maturation of, of, of another year getting stronger, but boy, oh boy, I, I just did not see out of Byfield what I saw out of the other guy. And uh, I, I wonder how that's going to play out in, in the next few years. As far as San Jose is concerned, disaster. Even the, even, even the Carlson resigning and just the lack of chemistry, you know, with Burns and him and two right-handed shots. And, you know, is there enough puck for the both of them on the ice? I have yet to still see that. And I know just prior to coming on, you guys were talking about the Evander Kane situation. Don't think for one second, man, that doesn't have a huge effect on San Jose. And I'll make an argument for you that it's been troublesome for for years. Okay, The story only came out publicly, but this has been a a problem for for two years ago. Evander Kane was asking players two years ago on his team if he could borrow money. Like... Don't tell me that doesn't have an effect on your team and the product on the ice. And like you guys mentioned, you know, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I hope he can turn his life around. He's got a young family. He's got a kid. You know, I hope he, he can turn his life around, but playing hockey right now, I would not have it at the top of my priority list. Yeah. And then, you know, if, if he's not in the lineup, um, it's a big hole. It's on a the big wing. hole. It takes it takes a shoot, perennial shoot, twenty goal shoot, scorer, right. uh, a gritty guy. And you know, when there's he's not on many game, players like him. Oh, when he's on his game, he could do it all, mm-hmm. right? Skill, uh, lateral movement, shot, hit, fight. Yep. And Just imagine if he didn't have the money problems to think about. Yeah. For for yeah. the last little while, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So now, I, I hope he straightens it out, and uh, I hope uh, that weight of that weight on on the San Jose Sharks is lifted a little bit. Absolutely. We'll we'll end it here. Uh, we got Jamie Anstey, who I believe you know from the Offside Hockey Podcast. It, sa- it sounds to me like you joined them not that long ago. Uh, I've made my rounds. You've made, I've your made rounds. my rounds on uh, on. Uh, on undrafted, right? So, <laughs> yes, we have it. Yeah, here. so Barry left. Oh, good shout hey, out to him. Yeah, he was he was tweeting at us earlier. So yes, absolutely. Yeah, shout I out know. To Barry. He'll do anything to get his name mentioned. Uh, you got, <laughs> so he owes me like ten bucks. It's twenty twenty one. You got to do what you got to do. Um, but uh, Jamie's yeah. Jamie's bugging me about the Leafs, and I'm a Leafs fan as well. So uh, I got to get yeah. this in for you, and we'll we'll end on this note. But. Um, you know, I get a lot of flack uh, living in Saskatchewan, being a Leafs fan, and <laughs> for being, being a Leaf fan. <laughs> yeah, being a being a host of this show. You know, a lot of people say, you know, you you talk too much Leafs, and I really do make an effort not to. I really do. That's um, why you mix in a Preds fan, right? Yeah. So so when <laughs> I know? get a chance to ask a question, I want to make sure it's the right one. But um, 
people tend to forget that Sheldon Keefe took this team over last year, halfway through the year. He didn't really get a chance to establish his own systems as a head coach. He hasn't really had a real off season. Let's be real. This was a weird year. So it, it's, it's coming into a year now where he hasn't really had a real training camp, uh, you know, in terms of traditionals and tr- traditional training camps. Um, but is this a team uh, with all the additions and the changes that they've made now that Sheldon keeps going into his first real year as a head coach? Are we going to see a different team this year uh, or is it going to be more of the same? I, I, I tend to say more of the same only because we know they're really explosive and, and Matthews and Marner will, will dictate that offense. And as long as they stay healthy, you know, they're going to get a gazillion chances. And if they go on a nice run, you know, they could finish, both of them could finish in the top three or top four scoring in 56 games. So that will be the same old, same old. The only question mark is how much how much grittier did they get since they got run over by Columbus in the bubble? And um, uh, Jim Vasey, um, Joe Thornton, Wayne Simmons. Now, if you told me Wayne Simmons was part of the mix, but the Wayne Simmons of maybe three years ago, I'd be really excited. But what we saw out of Wayne Simmons uh, in the last few years, uh, Nashville, uh, yeah. Buffalo, Jersey, we, we have to see the first three, five games to say, okay, are, are we getting the old Wayne Simmons or, or the one that wants to just fade into the sunset? So outside of that, you add TJ Brody in the back, and I'm not seeing anybody really run over anybody. And that's the only thing that's concerning is that they, they didn't do enough. And Joe Thornton, we just spoke about guys, you know, at the top of the show about coming into the room and having a bigger-than-life kind of feel. Joe's got that all day long, but... Doesn't mean that you got the legs to keep up with Matthews and Marner either. So we got to see how that plays out. They put them with those guys right off the bat, and right off the bat, we're gonna we're gonna see whether Joe can can keep up. So a lot of question marks for Toronto, but it still should be enough uh, to finish first in this division, uh, okay. but not not enough to get them as legitimate contenders for a Stanley Cup, in my opinion. Fair enough. Uh, they will get a one in four chance uh, if they get to that semifinal. <laughs> uh, that is the beauty of the Canadian division. Um, Nick, uh, we'll let you go, but before we do, uh, who do you like in the NFL? Are you watching all the games uh, these past weekend, and, and who you got well, going forward? It's kind of been a tradition uh, for my dad and I to uh, watch the Bills. You know, uh, my dad's an underdog kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, and no bigger underdog than the Buffalo Bills the last 25 <laughs> years. So we're having a lot of fun awesome. watching the likes of, uh, of uh, a, a town that uh, no one ever took seriously, uh, you know, in, in two decades to all of a sudden now being a team that maybe can compete uh, against Kansas City. We'll, we'll wait and see and, and find, find out. But Allen's been fun to watch, man. It's, it's taken on a life of its own. So go Bills are, are go. You- are you going to put anybody through a table if they win the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> With a big bucket of chicken wings? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> right? Watch out, watch out, Doug yeah. McLean. You're going through Steer a table. Steer clear of the lighter fluid. Everything's good, though, right? <laughs> yeah, 
Everything's good. Everything's good. And, you know, let's just hope, uh, you know, they've give NFL full credit. They found a way to, uh, and they've had their challenges too. We'll have our challenges in hockey. 50-50 chance that we finish the season. That's what I have it at, guys. I, I, I can't give it any more, but I, I hope we can pick up, you know, the energy of the NFL uh, for 56 games because I, I think they've done a terrific job under the circumstances. And Major League Baseball apparently going all 162, so we'll see about Let's that one. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Nick, yeah. again, really appreciate you checking in with yes. us tonight, especially on the eve of the NHL season. We got our copy of Undrafted. You guys all go get yours now. Uh, Little Buddha, it's available in Saskatchewan now. It's delicious all over Ontario. Where else? Is it Quebec? Where, are, where, else, where else are you guys? No, just uh, uh, Ontario, uh, Saskatchewan, and uh, uh, Alberta. Well, I'm and, glad we were uh, top we're three. Daily. <laughs> I'm glad daily we were to top get it three on the list. Got a customer in me. There Absolutely. So, Nick, thanks again, thanks, and uh, stay safe. Uh, we'll do this again down the road. A lot of fun. Thanks again. Thanks, right. Nick. That is Nick Kiprios, of course, brought to you by our good friends at IKS Media. IKS Media is your premier destination for event planning, live broadcast, and entertainment. And Max, uh, Katie Fleury said it in the comments earlier, but uh, the WHL has some news that they Ooh. might be... Uh, getting things rolling. I saw a tweet from Jeff Merrick a little while ago. Just want to say, I, to keep your eye out for IKS around the WHL, there's some I stuff brewing. It. That's I all I'm going to say. I might have said too much. That's fantastic. Paul, Paul Druen might be in the comments. He <laughs> might kill me. Did after you this. just cancel us, Clark? I might have oh, gotten canceled. Geez. But some exciting stuff, hopefully, at least coming down for uh, a shortened WHL season. Man, but that was fun. I got to say, Nick Kipros. Wow. Absolutely. That's a guy I grew up watching. Oh, man, that was surreal. Perfect timing for the NHL season to kick off tomorrow night. And uh, we will be right back after the break. We got Squad Select coming up. A new new segment called NFL Game Balls that we're kind of excited about. We'll see how that goes. Who came up with that? Uh, I don't know. Creative marketing department here. I guess. And uh, we're going to be talking about NHL predictions later in the show. I, my mind might have been changed with a few things that Kipper said there. I think but it, yeah. uh, we already made the graphics. So we're yeah. kind of stuck. <laughs> we're, we're not redoing the graphics. That's, that's the industry, hey? So, uh, uh, my it thoughts is. have changed. But the graphics yeah, are already in. It so. is what it is. We'll <laughs> go with it. We'll be back after the break. Does this look familiar? Your fans deserve an incredible arena experience. It's time for an upgrade. Stunning graphics. Revenue opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology. Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. DDG. Always delivering the best fan experience. Find us at ddgregina.com. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain, from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. He's covering everything that matters to you. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Tune in live Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to noon to catch the show live and be a part of the action. Take control by commenting live and sharing the show with your friends.
Everyday Hoop Life. Just coming down from that Nick Kiprios interview. Had a great time in that last segment. If you missed it, we'll be posting it on YouTube uh, later today. Uh, tonight, I guess, you should I should say. You should go there and check it out or, or watch the replay after this is all over. Great chat. And we were just saying, we got we covered everything we wanted to and then some. Uh, mm-hmm. And it felt like it was... Felt like we could have gone longer. It was great. Great oh, yeah. chat. We're just chugging our drinks here. Uh, little Buddha. They're not paying us for this, by the way. No. We are we are shamelessly plugging this because it actually is really good. I think this might be my new golf course drink this It summer. might be. Hopefully it, they it, serve it, it at might the golf be. course. I uh, love the flavor. And just, I don't know, just throwing it out there. Nick, I don't know if he's probably not still watching, is he, guys? No, he's not. <laughs> However, he's if you want to put the wide shot on or maybe Max's shot, yeah, maybe Max's shot. There's a beautiful empty fridge back there that we could easily put little Buddha on. Just saying. Uh, (laughs) We are going to get into our squad select now, uh, talk a little NFL, break down the last weekend. uh, And of course, as we mentioned, is an energy, sorry, Jamie Neugebauer, it's an energy drink? No, this is 4% vodka premium cocktail, grilled pineapple and rosemary, little Buddha. It's one of the healthiest drinks you can find. Um... On the market, it's like all the ingredients are natural ingredients. It's organic. I'll Uh, clear it up for Jamie Clark. Nick brings the energy. Drink sold separately. There you go. There we go. So anyways, it is very good. I would recommend it. And that's uh, not a sponsor plug. Just saying. It's true. It's real. I'll put it here for... It's authentic. Just because I feel good about it now. Um, (laughs) But Kayla... If you could put up last week's squad select res- or not, uh, Kayla, graphic, that's please. Also fine. Max is super pumped about this. Man, I totally like. And I- so, as you may recall, the storyline was I was getting absolutely mollywopped uh, with about four weeks left in the year. We changed the format uh, to add more games and more battle games, meaning that Who I pick a team. That change? I did. Uh, I pick a team. Max gets the other team, uh, no matter who it is. Um, so we picked th- a few games a week. We Even did three the games. Washington football team. Oh, man. So They were actually good. It was the Bears that disappointed they me. They did okay. Now, here's how it worked. So I had the first pick because I was down a few games. I made a uh, miraculous comeback in the last four weeks of the season. I got within two games at the end of the regular season. Max still had the lead. Uh, I made the first pick of the draft, and I picked the Bucks over Washington. Worked out in my favor. Barely, but it did. Um, you picked the Bills over the Colts. Which was uh, a nail-biter. Worked out in your favor, but barely. Uh, I went ahead and picked the Saints over the Bears. That worked out my favor, but a weird one. 21-9. to nine. Uh, yeah. Not a sure thing by Last any Last second touchdown by Jimmy Graham on a hell of a grab. If yeah. A Chicago Bears fan on a play to get the season done with. Yeah. Pretty good. And then you picked the Titans over the Ravens, which worked <sighs> out great for me because the Ravens Thanks, came dupes. out. Had a great game. 
Uh, you pick, or no, I picked the Seahawks and made you pick the Rams. Excuse me. Um, and that worked out well for you. The Rams got you your one of your two wins on the weekend. Man, I just totally Atlanta Falcons did. I started out so hot and just crashed. You and did. Burned. And then you picked the Steelers <sighs> to end it off, and the Browns ended up winning that one for me. So that made me four and two, you two and four. We are dead even going in to the divisional playoff round. There's four games. Kayla, can you throw up the next NFL graphic, please? I believe it's the schedule for this week. That's the one. So there's four games, eight yeah. remaining teams. I now here's the thing. I was gonna put up a poll because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to how to figure out who's gonna pick first. Well, me because so, I had the worst week, right? It's whoever comes off the worst week. Is it whoever comes off the worst week? Well, I'd say so. So I'm gonna I'm, let's <laughs> let's do it interesting this way. Okay. So, um, Rock paper scissors best two out of three. Technically, nope. uh, we in the past I believe yes we have done the worst week, uh, <laughs> or whoever was losing. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how we did it. Kind of usually went hand in hand. I honestly. was winning a lot of the way. I kind of forget. Um, so I just put a poll up. Uh, please vote on the poll right now. Who should get first pick in tonight's squad select draft? You guys are going to decide. I need it, guys. It's been real cold. We'll break down the games a little bit more while we get a few votes in. Please, if you're watching, I see we have a, a bundle of viewers on Facebook. Click one or the other. Pick your favorite. Pick who you, th- who you want to do better this week. Whatever. Uh, and just because you get first pick doesn't mean you're going to do better this week. Let's That's very be, true. Let's very be honest. True. These are some tough tough games yep now let's is. break down the matchups and then mm-hmm. we'll see if anybody votes yeah um so start uh, the afc sorry i just got a good me- a message from our good friend over in new york joseph lazito oh. uh, can i watch a replay of tonight's show i completely missed it uh i blame covid uh yes yes simple answer yes can. joe you can you watch can. a replay um i'll talk to him later can you put the graphic back up sorry guys um we do have so a few you, votes can you coming fit in joe in in between don cherry and chad <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to give don cherry <laughs> a call back later uh we almost had don cherry on the show if you missed the opening of the show like he called seven minutes before he called about seven Fantastic. minutes before we went live uh had him on speakerphone i didn't know who it was him it was a blocked <laughs> it was a blocked number and then he's like oh it's don cherry here and like authentically, Whoa. like sounded exactly. I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh. So let's break wow. down. We got three votes in so far. Mm-hmm. I need some more votes. We need at least five. So somebody why does that else. Mean I'm vote. winning. I can't see. My uh, laptop's dead. You won't be happy currently, but that's why I want more votes. I want a bigger <sighs> sample size. So uh, we got the Ravens going into Buffalo to play the Bills. The Ravens coming off that big win against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. The Bills beating the Colts, who weren't a bad opponent, by the way. No. Um, so there's a lot of hype around Buffalo in that one. Uh, we got Kansas City uh, coming off the bye week, going up against Cleveland. The poll didn't come up. Well, that's okay. Robin voted for me. Count it. Robin voted for Max. Okay, so I will count it. I will count that. Um, <laughs> I will count it. So right now, I'm still winning, but we still got I'm going to give it another nice. minute. I'm going to give it another minute. Is it the Preds jersey? What is it? What is it about this? The beard? I'll, I'll change. I will do it. Uh yeah, I don't know. I think it's a lot about you. That's tough. <laughs> That's tough to hear. Um oh, please geez, vote. See that um, LA Rams logo? Sometimes you have to if you're about. watching on your phone, sometimes you have to flip your phone the other way. Um if you're watching on your computer, it should just pop up on the bottom, but you might have to hit refresh. I'm not sure. Sometimes it sometimes it acts weird. Um Bucks versus Saints. We had the snowman on the Rod Peterson show today, Max, uh, and he 
said that one of the old quarterbacks. Um, actually, you know what? I have the old quarterbacks. Breeze versus Brady. Kayla, can you the put that picture channel up? Graphic? Yeah, yeah, yes. I got it. So can you put this that one excellent. up? It's, it's two old guys. There it is. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That's fantastic. Now, I saw this and I was This yeah. was endorsed by Tom Brady. So I love it. he loves it too. So this is hilarious. We got two of the oldest quarterbacks to ever play against each other in the playoffs. Brady and Breeze. Uh, just a great picture. Uh, we can go back to the schedule now. Um, so they're playing against each other, and I won't I won't spoil it because I know you missed it because you were working today. But uh, Snowman said that one of their lucks are going to run out, so that'll be interesting. Ooh, okay. And okay. Um, we got obviously your Rams, who you're wearing the hat of, and the Packers again coming off a of bye week. Yeah. So I think we've got to settle it. Um, John O'Flynn's we got a voting. lot of the, John voted for me three times, so yeah. that counts. I don't know if that counts it necessarily. Absolutely does. Uh, max Force, Max, and Max with a period. There's All three, there's different three votes. I there's love it. three votes for me, one for you on the actual vote. It's it's a small sample size, but we got some comments as well. And just because uh, you have a few comments, I'm going to give it to you. Comments trump the poll every time. I hate All right, doing let's this. Do this. I hate doing this, but I'm giving you the first vote, Max. Go for it. Well, and just to wrap this up with a pretty little bow, I was gracious enough to, you know, change the format, help a guy out. Fair. You know? Anyways, if it wasn't sorry, for you, was... I wouldn't have made a miraculous comeback and got back Exa That's thing. exactly it. I have only myself to blame. Yeah. I think Clark's trying to... Yeah, stop the count. <laughs> stop the count. Stop the count. I think we're going to get canceled. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. So the Kansas City Chiefs, last time I checked, they are the defending world champions. Is that right? Uh, yes. Now, yes. the problem that I have with this is the Steelers still just won't shut up. Mm. Juju has infected good old Canadian boy Chase Claypool, and Chase is talking smack about the Browns still three days after they beat him. Yeah. So the Browns are a bit of a wild card here, but... I think Patty Mahomes, full strength. They've basically been resting for two whole weeks, so we're going to see if the rest versus rust pays off. Yeah, um, I've got to uh, take the Kansas City Chiefs here. I think to. that's a no-brainer. You have to. Yeah, I will sure. take the Browns, and uh, I'm going to be rooting. I'm going to be rooting for the dog pound. We have uh, <laughs> Ronald Steven Jacobson uh, from down in North Dakota. He says, wait for the mail-in ballots. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be waiting a while. Yeah, we might be waiting a while. Let's just go for it. Um, so I am going to go, and I think you'll like this one. Uh, Give it to me, baby. I'm giving it to you. Uh, you took the one bye week. I'm taking the other bye week. I got to go Packers. We talked about this earlier in the show. They're at home. They're facing an L.A. team that's been banged up. They're coming from L.A. They're a warm weather team. They're coming into Aaron's home. Uh, and the Packers just seem to be rolling on, uh, firing on all cylinders right now. Um, so I'm going Packers. I'm giving you your team. I had to do it. You know I had to do it. You just hate my Rams, but that's okay because Jalen Ramsey is going to hold Devontae Adams to like 37 yards. No, no, sorry. 60 yards receiving on four catches. That is what Jalen Ramsey your, will give up bet. to Devontae Adams. And if Jalen shuts down Devontae Adams, the Rams will find a way to win this game. That is the key matchup. And that is what's going to happen. So okay. I'm I'm more than okay with it. It's I don't have expectations, but I have hope. So you're saying there's a chance. Mark. Okay. I will right. gladly take my Rams. I got so, Packers. You got Rams. See, and now this is the thing here. So it's yeah. Where do you go with this? Exactly, and it's Breeze versus Brady. That's that is an incredibly tough game to call in my mind. Breeze is playing for his career. He's literally said he's retiring at the end of the season. So um, I think he's got nothing to lose. But to me, that's still a super tough game to pick. And then on the other side in the AFC, you've got two of the most young, dynamic quarterbacks in the entire league. Yep. I love me some Josh Allen, though. You do. I love me some Josh Allen, and and I like what Kipper said that. It just feels like it might be the Bills year. It mm -hmm. just feels like it might be. So I am going to take the Buffalo Bills 
against the Baltimore Ravens, okay. and we're going to go Bills Nation, Bills Mafia. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Not a bad pick. Uh, you gave me the Ravens last week, and they paid off for me, yeah. so here we go, Lamar. It's not happening twice. Lamar Jackson, let's do it. Nope. Now, here's what Snowman said earlier in the day, because you've left me with the Bucks and the Saints. But you do have insider information now, so. Right. Uh, so you left me with the Bucks Saints. Snowman the, was on the Rod Peterson show. Our good friend Brian Snow, he's been on this show twice. He's been on the Rod Peterson show a great few more fella, times. Great fella, great program. Um, he came on and he said that all year long, Tom Brady has been barely hanging on. Um, he hasn't been performing. The team in front of him and behind him on defense isn't as good uh, as they seem to be, especially the last four weeks. They played Atlanta twice. Mm-hmm. They played Washington. The Panthers. Panthers. Oh, yeah, the Panthers. And then it was one other team that wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. So he says uh, it's over for Tom Brady. The Saints are coming in hot. Uh, Alvin Kamara is an absolute star. Michael Thomas is performing. And a little foreshadowing, he might have something to do with my NFL game ball. If you want to go ahead and pick up that game ball, Max. Oh, okay. I can do that. Um, I'll do it after. Uh, But I'm going Saints. I'm giving you the bucks in this one. I just I think the Saints have a little bit more firepower, uh, and you know I just think they have something going for them. So I'm going Saints. You got the Bucks. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I like the weapons. I like that Tom Brady is still he's he's still the goat. He's the goat until he ain't no more. So yeah. Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Man, there's some weapons still there in Tampa. Oh yeah. Bay. I do agree with Snowman's hey. uh, logic there though. Yeah, he hasn't played a lot of strong teams lately. But man, Washington gave them a bit of a run for their yeah. money. There was a little bit of adversity there. And that's week, why so. uh, I'm not loving the Bucks. I've picked the Bucks a mm-hmm. lot this year. Um, well, you've been here. Mm-hmm. You were right there all the, the whole I, time. I was. I was. I right picked here. the Bucks a lot this year. Yeah. Um, I just have a. Uh, I don't know, a gut feeling the Saints have a little bit more. Uh, so we're going to do a new segment here. Uh, we'll we'll recap the the squad select later on. But uh, this is called NFL Game Balls. And Max came up with this because we have a nice little football with our logo on it. Uh, you kick it off, Max. Basically what we're going to do is a performance that we liked throughout the last week. Uh, and this might transition into hockey down the road as well mm-hmm. uh, or any other sport. Maybe it's just going to be like a heroes and zeros type deal. we got hockey helmets and stuff that we could deckle up. Yeah. we got we got props. we sure. got stuff that we can use. Absolutely. So it's going to yeah. be what did you like? Whether it, Maybe it was funny. Maybe it was uh, under the radar. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was... Um, kind of an un, uh, unheralded thing that somebody did. So who's yours, Max? You, okay. you kick it off. So my game ball is not going to any one team, not any one, I guess, uh, person, performance, so to speak. My game ball is going to Nickelodeon. And the reason that's going to Nickelodeon, Clark, is I love things that advance the game and get new viewers, new fans, kind of breeding a new culture in whatever sport it may be, hockey, football, baseball. And that is the reason why I'm giving it mostly is because there was a nice little tweet out there. I cannot remember who it was, but they were saying Nickelodeon and the MLB need to partner up to Mm. get some kids involved in baseball. Every sport. Every sport, really. I I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people might have found it corny, uh, the whole slime going into the end zone. Like I said, I'm all for creative marketing marketing endeavors to try and advance the game forward. Um, and Nate Burleson, I absolutely love him. He yeah. was on the panel for Nickelodeon. Yeah. It, to me, he's just fun. He's just fun to listen, call games. So I think they assembled the right team. Uh, we're going to see if it continues to move forward, but uh, I like the partnership there. So yeah. that is where my game ball goes. Clark, your game Are ball. Are we doing the sir. pass? Have to. We got it. So 
You stole mine. I thought you were going a different oh. direction. Well, I was going to go Sean McVay. I was using that as the example. Sean McVay runs really fast down sidelines. Well, stop talking because I might use him now. Oh, sorry. You're, no, I'm you're kidding. Out. I won't. I got Think on one. your feet, Clark. Mine was Michael Thomas for oh, scoring the first okay. ever slime touchdown. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. And again, shout out to Nickelodeon. And just, just my two cents on that. Mm-hmm. For anybody who's uh, over the age of 20 who is saying that they didn't like the Nickelodeon thing because it was gimmicky mm-hmm. or whatever... Shut up. Come on. How do you not enjoy it? It's not for you. It's for kids. They're trying to get uh, kids involved and interested Mm -hmm. in something that has been seen as a little boring. Mm -hmm. And to spice it up a little bit, to throw a bunch of graphics, aesthetically pleasing, a lot of colors, uh, make it interesting, explain some rules. Uh, they had those characters come on the screen and explain I love the rules. Bob between the uprights, that was yeah, that was awesome. Young Sheldon came on and explained different rules. Um, so like, it's not for you adults. It's for kids. And apparently, they had two million viewers, uh, and that was the you. first time they did it. So my game ball, I get. I'm gonna double game ball a little bit. I'm gonna give it to them. My second game ball uh, goes out to. Um, I'm just reading some of the comments. Sorry, <laughs> Nick, Nick Saban on winning seven Natty games. Congrats to Bama. Yeah. Yeah. Kamara sent his. Yeah. You know what? I'm giving mine to this. Is Adam Schultz just reminded me I of like this? That too, yeah. This is perfect. Alvin Kamara sent his uh, Christmas cleats with the game ball and the fine letter to the Hall of Fame. So <laughs> um, Alvin Kamara got six touchdowns, rushing touchdowns yeah. the other day. Uh, and the Hall of Fame, I don't know if the Hall of Fame asked him. I'm assuming they asked him for his equipment. Probably. If he just sent it on his own, that's also pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he sent his gear, all of his equipment, and his red and green cleats that he wore for the game. He got fined, what, 50? Grand. Like 50 grand. And then the other thing too about Alvin Kamara, right? It's he said, like, oh, whatever they find me, I'm just gonna match it and donate to charity. Yeah. Like the guy can't lose here. He's he's a superstar and on and off the field. Yeah. Summing it up. Just Absolute like stud. Maybe makes me feel better about my Saints pick and squad select too. But yeah, good uh, he good sent comment. his fine letter to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so the letter he got from the NFL that said you can't wear those cleats, uh, you're getting fined. He sent that to the Hall of Fame too. Friggin' so. Roger. Game ball to Alvin Kamara. Keep it up and win me this squad select uh, with the Saints. Max gave it to Nickelodeon in general for their game. Uh, We're going to come back after the break. We have one more quick segment. We're going over our NHL power ranking predictions, our division predictions. Yeah, we'll be out here by 930. Yeah, 930. Uh, We'll see you after the break. Does this look familiar? Your fans deserve an incredible arena experience. It's time for an upgrade. Stunning graphics. Revenue opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology. Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. DDG, always delivering the best fan experience. Find us at ddgregina.com. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain, from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. He's covering everything that matters to you. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Tune in live Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to noon to catch the show live and be a part of the action. 
take control by commenting live and sharing the show with your friends. Everyday Hoop Life. Services Company, LED, LED Sign Rental, Video, Video Production, Event, Event Management. Look no further than IKS Live. Visit our website, IKS Live. Always the best seat in the house. IKS Live. Welcome back. We have our final segment coming up. We just said hello to the DuPont family. Yeah. Uh, Darren and his mother and father were here. Very nice Hanging folks. out at the set. So shout out to the DuPonts. Um, oh, I'm seeing, I'm just getting some messages here from uh, from our good friend Ronald down in North Dakota. Uh, he says, um, game pucks? So yeah, we're going to ah, have to do game pucks. I like it. I like it. Uh, and then he says, with slurred speech. I don't know. If, is that a joke? Uh, do, do I sound drunk or is that you saying that? I don't know. I can't. I'm not sure. Well, uh, maybe after a Saturday night, you know, like it's I hope after a, in Canada, it's, it's going to yeah. be jam-packed, a little beverage consumption. I hope after a 4% happens. drink that I don't have slurred speech. But uh, hey, yeah, I'd hope it is not. what it is. It was a delicious drink. I'm it not was gonna, fantastic. I'm not going to say sorry to anybody. Nope. Um, but hey, we got to do our uh, NHL division predictions we are on the eve of hockey and we're so excited uh, everyone here is so excited Wonder what the over under is on the leave time tonight jordan kayla yeah this one hopefully we won't go too too crazy we're past the, <laughs> we're past it already oh man oh. i thought we were doing okay well we were um then we weren't <laughs> ronald says don't swear i didn't swear um well i guess you know nick was nick was letting it fly a little I bit i liked That's it fine. i liked it That's this perfect. is the after hours made it show. better made it better um, we got to put the graphics up here. So let's go with the very first one, which I believe we're starting in the East. So Kayla, if you can throw up the East on the little TVs here. Now we'll, we'll go through and kind of give our reasoning for these, um, on where we think that they finished. Sorry, I'm just mm -hmm. closing. So I'm getting bombarded with messages. That's right good. Now. That's good. Um, but we will go with the East division. This is the division of death, if you want to call it that, the group of death. Um, and we talked to Kiprios about this, and I'm kind of glad I put Washington at one with the addition of Chara. Mm -hmm. uh, they're coming off a huge season, uh, a lot of big performances by a lot of their guys. Um, and I think they're going to duplicate that. I don't see any reason. I know we talked about before the show that their goaltending might be a little different. Mm -hmm. um, they got Samsonov taking over there uh, full time. But... I really do like, uh, hope he's gone, obviously. Yes. Uh, but I really do like their team as a whole. They're deep. Uh, they got everything you could ask for. They got size, mm -hmm. uh, physicality. Their defensive group is really strong mm -hmm. and moves the puck really well. So I, I still do really like Washington. Mm -hmm. You have them at number two. So I'm, I'm assuming you you share a lot of those uh, sympathies. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? They were number one on my list, too, until you alluded to it. It was the goaltending. As yeah. soon as we found out Henrik Lundqvist, unfortunately, is going to be missing the year. And it, he had a successful open heart surgery. That's fantastic to hear um, but to me it's got to come down between the pipes in this division of death it's going to be a big difference to have that goaltender that can make that big save and I think Carter Hart turns into a top five goaltender in the, yeah. uh, the league this year so and that's, that's why I have Philly one I have Philly number two for that reason mm -hmm. their defense is strong 
their forward group played really well last year. They're hard yeah. to play against. They're very a, hard a to play against. A group that's been together for a while. Too, Long like time. Uh, they got a few young guys maybe mm -hmm. popping in, popping out. But uh, that goaltending, uh, Carter Hart and Brian Elliott returning. I have the Islanders at three. Uh, you had them down at four. So, again, mm -hmm. pretty similar. We have Islanders and Pittsburgh flip-flopped. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel good about those teams this year. Um, the Islanders played so well getting to the conference finals last year. Uh, they're so deep. Again, they have that team identity. They've played together for Barry a while Trots now. Very hockey, man. Very trot. Gets you to the playoffs. Uh, their goaltending is solid, um, mm -hmm. and they have a decent blue line. Uh, they didn't add a ton in the offseason, but they mm -hmm. were able to bring Barzell back, and they added a few vets. Uh, so, you know what? Mm -hmm. I feel good about the Islanders as a team. Yeah. I think they have the team. If they're just playing in the division all year long, I think they can do it. Pittsburgh, again, uh, you can't bet against Sidney Crosby, uh, especially Kenny Malkin. Like, yeah. Still, the, still in my eyes, the top one, two center punch in the league, and it might be that way until they both retire. Especially in a year where Montreal upset them in that play-in round. Yep. Uh, they're going to be fired up, and I do uh, feel like they will – be able to make the playoffs uh, i think it's this year or maybe not for a long time again we might be looking at uh, pittsburgh kind of paying the taxes of yes. uh, winning it's coming so it's, it's coming that's the thing but it always I, comes due but they do have they have jason zucker they have brian rust like they mm -hmm. have some guys i think Sidney crosby is going to be that guy that still scores like 65 70 points a year when he's 38 to oh, 40 yeah. i think he's just that good of a hockey player yeah. so now we flip-flopped on this one and this mm -hmm. one's interesting uh we kind of alluded to it with kiprios during his interview i have boston at six mm -hmm. uh missing the playoffs after a dominant year you have them at five also missing the playoffs and mm -hmm. we have the rangers in that as well uh that young up-and-coming rangers team they have a lot of young pieces they're they're mm -hmm. looking i didn't like them at all two years ago mm -hmm. uh and they've added some really interesting guys in the draft and through yep. free agency, through trades, getting Truba. Uh, they've got all sorts that of Lafreniere talent. Lafreniere kid's supposed to be pretty good. Lafreniere. Kako right. is coming in there. Uh, they got Zabinajad. They've got Kreider. He, Kreider's their third line left winger. Like That's insane. They're deep. They've got some center depth. They've got defensemen. I think they've got it enough that they could surprise, and I think Boston has regressed. They've got some injury issues we're not quite mm -hmm. sure about. They don't have a ton on the blue line. Yep. Their goalies are a little older. I'm not in love with how Boston's sitting right now. Yeah. Will they surprise and probably finish first? Yeah. Yeah, that's the way it goes, It's right? the Bruins. Yeah, but, but at least they're not in the same division as uh, your Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, so. I'm happy with that, and that's so okay. is Washington. They're out of the way, too. So. Absolutely. Uh, I am going to make a little bit of a bold statement and put Boston out of the playoffs. And then we have Buffalo and Jersey. We don't have to talk to them, uh, talk about them too, too much. Uh, I think Buffalo is a team. I had them higher earlier. I think they are a team that if all the things, all everything happens well for them. they're not in this division and they're yeah, in the hybrid division. That's the thing. They have some, obviously, Jack Eichel's ready to break up. They're going to improve, I think. I just don't see them. They could be, they could, them and the Rangers to me could flip. Yeah. Uh, them in Boston, maybe Boston finished higher, but I've got Boston simply for the goaltending. We talked, yeah. I think Kipper said it earlier about Rask and Halak, or you said it earlier. Rask and Halak, that's a tandem you want to have in net. Yeah. That's a tandem that I, can carry yeah. you, right? And that's so. why I said Boston's probably going to end up first. Yeah. Let's put him in, <laughs> let's go to the Central Division, Caleb, please. Central Ooh. Division. Oh, boy. Um, now, this one is interesting because mm -hmm. there's a few teams in here that are struggling right now uh, with health. Yep. Um, this is the division that seems to be kind of uh, that division with the like Dallas is hurting right now. 17 out of I the 27 Florida. reported COVID cases were yeah. Dallas stars. So, yeah. So, Tampa Bay to me and you, Carolina to me and you, both seem like teams that are, are stacked. 
Mm -hmm. uh, throughout their lineups, Tampa Bay especially, coming off the cup win, mm -hmm. they didn't lose a ton, really, uh, and they're going to be ready to go. I know Kucherov is out, which is going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. but, but he'll it's be back right in time for playoffs. Yeah, and it's Tampa. Right they, they've still the got stars. Braden Point's still going to be breaking out. He's not, not even back done Sorelli, yet. who I think is poised to have a breakout season. Stamkos is healthy. They still have a great blue Victor line. Victor Hedman, that guy's good. Yeah, they still have a He's great blue right. line. Vasilevsky's Vasilevsky. the best goalie in the in the league. I think so. I think he should have got the Vesna last year ahead of Hellebuck, to be perfectly yeah. honest. I think I, so. I'm okay but. with the Hellebuck getting it. But Carolina's another team, a ton of young studs. Uh, a ton of young studs. Robin yeah. Wildey's not happy that we didn't put Dallas in the top four. Yeah. Um, I, they've they Max just informed me I forgot about this Tyler mm -hmm. Sagan is out long term mm -hmm. uh, Jamie Ben's coming off a really bad year Radulov did not look good in the playoffs no I know that they got to the cup finals he didn't look good their young guys came up and they were playing well mm -hmm. uh, and got them through um, their goalies are a year older who knows about Ben Bishop's health uh, their defense is you know, Klingberg's had some good years, but he hasn't been great lately. You know, I know Heiskanen's going to be good. Heiskanen's going to be a stud. I think he is a guy that you can be looking at in the next, I'm not going to say this year, but in the next two or three, he's a yeah. possibly perennial Norris candidate. But the reason for me for putting them out of the playoffs is because I think Columbus, and we talked about this, but Columbus has that really strong identity as a defensive team. Mm -hmm. Tortorella's there, right? They added Structure. some forwards. Their goalies are unreal. Look at what they did in the playoffs. Uh, and the two of them, Merzlikens and Corpusalo, mm -hmm. uh, they're both there. Uh, I think they can shut teams down in this division because in this division, that's all they're playing, yep. there's not a ton of scoring. Look at those bottom, honestly, from three to eight, those teams, and I'm sorry to say this, but Nashville, but those teams aren't necessarily firepowered teams. Yeah. Uh, Dallas has been off and on. Florida's got some question marks. They lost a ton of goals. Mm -hmm. uh, Hoffman's gone. Dadnov's gone. Yandel, who knows? Um, Ekblad, I heard, blocked a shot in practice. <laughs> um, Don't swear, Clark. But Detroit and Chicago are struggling, so they're going to be playing them. I think they can shut teams down and score enough to win. Mm -hmm. Nashville, I think, is in a similar boat where they can shut teams down, yep. and they have enough up front they can score and uh, win it's, games. It's got to be a breakout year up front for the Jofa line. Forsberg, Arvidsson. For, Philip Forsberg should be a 40-goal scorer. He doesn't quite get the ice time they yeah. need to be that guy but you saw it last year he executed the uh, the Michigan goal yeah uh, the Svechnikov whatever you want to call it he's a very talented player I'm really hoping that he can break out and I say 40 goals obviously in an 82 game season we'll see maybe that's more like a 30 number this yep. year but uh, at the end of the day I think the Preds finish in the playoffs but I also think hot take uh maybe not so hot because he is fantastic and a legend of our franchise but Pekka Rene has a bounce back here I can see that I think it's gonna happen he had a lot of rest he's a new father yeah he's uh, oh. he's gonna enjoy his twilight years in the league so that's I my think take so. on the Prince. like I said they have a great or less. a great blue line uh and they do have enough up front I think mm -hmm. they're healthy uh we'll see mm -hmm. um Florida like I said they lost too much Bobrovsky's really questionable lose another good piece on D I know the story is Bobrovsky mm -hmm. um has a bad year and then wins the Vesna right exactly yeah but uh I don't it's know. like the San Francisco Giants for like three years. It was yeah. every second season they were winning a World Series. Yeah. It's like Detroit and Chicago, we have them flipped. I just don't love Chicago's injuries, and I think they're going uh, to sell. We talked about it. We talked about it with Kiprios last segment in his interview, um, but he thinks they should sell now. Uh, and if they do, they're going to be worse than Detroit. Yeah. Detroit, Detroit's young, they're growing. Uh, so I, got I, I think they could. That I like, though. And they signed Thomas Grice yep. for their starting goaltender. Yep. So they've improved that. They mm -hmm. still have Jonathan Bernier, who played really well last year yep. on a bad, bad, bad team. He yes. actually had half decent numbers. Mm -hmm. um, let's go to the West, West Division now. So we have 
both Colorado at the top. Yeah. Uh, they I'm are sure the Stanley Cup favorites going into this season. They are deep. They have a great blue line with young talent who can skate and move the puck. Their goaltending is good. Yeah, that's see that their goaltending is good though. And, and on a team with enough, that much yeah. with that much firepower and that good yeah. defense. You can get away with good goaltending. Philip in the playoffs is going to have to be good. That's, in the playoffs, yeah. though, mm-hmm. that's where it comes into play. Well, that's where it caught them this year. They were easily exactly. a cut favorite this year, too. So I still think Colorado is going to run away with this division, I think. I believe so, I know too. there's some good teams. And now we flip-flopped on St. Louis and Vegas. To me, I looked at Vegas's blue... Uh, their center depth, mm-hmm. their top center right now is Chandler Stevenson. Mm-hmm. I love Chandler Stevenson. He Former played for the Regina Pat. Pats. He was the captain. Uh, I love him as a bottom six forward. He's the center right now for Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty. He's going to have a career year. I think. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> and uh, can he be you know, that carries that line? I don't know. Either. I don't know. And to me, that just that put enough question in my mind to put them in third. Mm-hmm. They're still going to be very good. I'm yeah. not saying they're bad. I just think St. Louis is deep. Uh, they have a team again. We've been saying it. It's kind of a theme. Mm-hmm. They've played together a long time now. Yep. Uh, I know they lost Petrangelo to Vegas. Mm-hmm. They added Krug. Uh, Steen's I gone. Tarasenko's Steen, hurt. Yeah. Yes, Ter- but he's Tarasenko is probably coming back. Um, but you know, Steve I think retired, they've yeah. got some young guys, the Kairos of the world, the Robert Thomases. I love Robert Thomas. Um, I think he's a, Vince Dunn's got guy. some growth to do on the blue line. I think he's going to be an excellent trade chip for them. Vince Dunn, I believe so. Interesting. I think, I think he solves a problem for a lot of teams that yep. the Blues don't have. And in a league where you've got surplus on the back end, I mean, you can turn that into some really good things. And being a Preds fan for a lot of years, I sure. know that uh, to be true. So. And goaltending, too. Um, and I know Vegas has some great goaltending. Leonard and Fleury, that's why they edged out St. Louis for yeah, me, is that, absolutely. that uh, tandem is pretty if, sick. If the Golden Knights can get some big growth out of Cody Glass, uh, mm-hmm. I will eat my words and they'll finish second or first. Uh, mm-hmm. They're in that conversation. Uh, now, for me, this is where it gets really interesting in the West. Four to eight, there is no team. Teams I would put in the playoffs. Nope. Um, however, Somebody's I get a spot. Kiprio said that he didn't necessarily like what the California teams are doing. Mm-hmm. I do like what Anaheim's doing, and with Trevor Zegers coming in, they signed Kevin Shattenkirk in the offseason. They have John Gibson in the in net, uh, so they, they have also picked that Jamie Drysdale kid. Jamie too, Drysdale's too. coming up, yeah. uh, and they have Sam Steele growing. They have Max Jones growing. Maxime um, Comtois, former team, team Canada captain. So they do have some young forwards up front. They do have an okay. Blue line, Josh Manson, et cetera, et cetera, Cam et cetera. Fowler. Uh, Cam Fowler is never uh, one to count out necessarily. I think that Anaheim will surprise and get into that last playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Again, from four to eight, I don't think any of these teams should be making the playoffs. If San Jose has a bounce back year, I can maybe see it. You have them in four, so you yeah. believe in them. There is enough firepower and I should say star power there. They signed there. They brought over Dubnik in the offseason, mm-hmm. so they should have a decent tandem in net. Uh, I don't know. They like Kiprio said. They just seem not a good fit of a here's, team. Here's my take on San Jose, and I, I don't know. Again, we talked about it with Kipper. The loss of Kane and on left wing on their first line, second line, wherever you want to plug right. him. That's huge. The yeah. guy, the guy is an absolute stud hockey player, especially like Kipper said when he's on. But I just think there's too much talent to ignore in San Jose. That is well rested yeah. now. They were a team that was. They were the most injury prone team in the league last year, right? Definitely. Carlson was never fully healthy. Couture was out early. Uh, Thomas Hurdle, Timo Meyer. Like there's still some guys. That can play. Oh, we haven't even talked about Brent Burns. No, I think it comes down to goaltending. Vlasic, Dubnik can Vlasic. If, the, the one thing yeah. with San Jose, and this is a product of their success, but they haven't drafted a great. 
Uh, they don't have a ton of like those young guys like in they Anaheim. They didn't have the pick this year either. They had to give right. it to Ottawa. But with with Turned the Anaheim, with, uh, when I look at Anaheim, I see Sam Steele. I see mm -hmm. Comtois, like we said, Max Jones. They drafted uh, uh, Drivesdale, et cetera. Zegris. Zegris, of course. I can't say without Zegris. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just like maybe that they have that youthful energy, whereas San Jose mm -hmm. is kind of stale. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, I hate. Uh, I was <laughs> I didn't even want to put them in sixth. I think they're just a mess of, of a bunch of mediocre. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say that. And be As really Jeff harsh. Merrick said on the PDO cast with Dmitry Filipovich this week, they're a mushy middle team. Ah, mushy that's middle. perfect. I, I, I just it's, don't love anything about yeah. them at all. Uh, their goalies are Cam Talbot and Alex Stalock. Their defense is okay. Yeah, uh, I don't but, hate their and their forward line. group has some guys who I would love on my team, mm -hmm. but none of them I don't feel like can take over a game. Very I, young I, head coach, too. Dean Evison is going to have his work cut out yeah. for him. He's I would um, Admirals head coach for a Oh, long you time. know what? Robin Wildey says apparently Noah Gregor looks good on the third line in San oh, Jose. Okay. Uh that's awesome. I love Noah Gregor, big fan of that kid. Played great in PA when Robin Wildey mm -hmm. was uh, going to championship games there nice, in PA. Nice. The Arizona Coyotes and Los Angeles Kings for me, uh although they have two of the best jerseys in the league, uh, especially with the reverse retros. Yeah. Um <sighs> I just, they got nothing. The LA to me has the least firepower in the league, mm -hmm. uh, below like Chicago's and L and uh, mm -hmm. Detroit's. I, I, they have pieces. They, they drafted well. Yep. I do like what they've drafted. Uh, it's going to take a while, and I, I just they're they're down at the bottom. I'll tell you what, Arizona is a team for me that is again. We talk about mushy middle teams. Same. Let's, but you got to talk about them. They got Darcy Kemper in net, and we talk about yep. goaltending and how crucial it's going to be on the backside of it. Is Antti Ranta still there? If he can ever stay he healthy, is. he's just got to be healthy. So at the end of the day, you got Clayton Keller, you got Phil the Thrill Kessel still there, Connor Garland. That's again, we yep. talk about breakout candidates. Another guy that could score about probably 25 to 30 goals this year in a breakout type season. Yeah. Um, that's why I don't hate Arizona. I don't think by any means that they're going to be a dominant team, but in a weak division, I could see them sneaking up and getting that four spot okay. if San Jose doesn't get the health thing. I can see that. You know, you know, we said it earlier. The graphics made. I put them. The in graphics seven. made. Exactly. They could. Yeah. They could yeah. be fourth. They could be fifth. They <laughs> we, could be anywhere. We, we just if we made the graphic and then took ten minutes, it would all get changed anyway. <laughs> yeah. So we just had to put something on. Yeah. Um. I just. I don't know. They seem like they might be a team that sells. They. They're weird with their ownership. Everything's weird. with They Arizona. have new ownership that's solidified now. Yeah. Okay. I'll give. Biz Nasty wasn't that. Uh, he, he wasn't was, that he was, sold. He no. Hated no. He. John Shaka. No, I, yes, no, yeah. yeah. Um, but when we we had him on the Rod Peterson show, mm -hmm. Paul Bissonette, uh, he did no say he yeah he did say he didn't mind where they were at right mm -hmm. now. So maybe you know what? I maybe mean, he's an employee of the team. Well, he did that. say that too. <laughs> Let's put up the uh, the Canadian division, please, the North, and then we'll get out of here. Now this is where it gets interesting because all of us here, everyone watching right now uh, on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook are all most Thank likely you all, by the way. most likely from the Canadian area. Uh, I know we have some North Dakota fans coming in, but um, this one has everybody intrigued. Everybody has no idea how this one's going to finish up. Uh, you ask 10 different people, you'll get 10 different answers. Mm -hmm. um, there's no solid first place. There's no solid top four. Mm -hmm. uh, there are six teams that legitimately should be in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. uh, and that seventh team, uh, I know you have Winnipeg in seven. Yeah, that, that, seventh might, team, that might catch some eyes. Typically, Ottawa has been seventh on most lists, uh, and but they are a team that could kind of be that pesky team that mm -hmm. fights every night. Now, John Ohm's not happy with you, Max. I know, and I can justify this, John, but I want to let Clark continue before I do. So I have Montreal in one. Uh, you have them in two. Mm -hmm. We all have Vancouver in three, and then we flip-flop Toronto. So let's talk about our top three, and then we'll get into that middle part. Uh, 
Jamie Anstey, uh, Darren Slade, they're all calling me out for not putting the Leafs first. <laughs> I am somewhat super. I am. I am sort of stitious. Uh, sort not of superstitious. Stitious. I didn't want to put them in one because if I, I feel like if I got too cocky with it, so would they. Mm-hmm. And my energy directly translates to their energy, and I didn't want to give them that. I want them to earn that for me. I like what Montreal's done in the offseason enough that I think they're super deep. Mm-hmm. When you can put Corey Perry, regardless of where he is at in his career, on waivers mm-hmm. before the season starts, you have a deep team. Uh, they have three lines that I think could be a first line on any night. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that they'd be a good first line. That's why I'm saying that they're, they have they have three good second lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have very balanced on forwards. Their blue line is very hard to play against. Mm-hmm. And they have probably top five, maybe top three goaltending tandem yeah. uh, with Carey Price and Jake Allen. Yeah. So we both have them top two. Um, I think that they're a little bit bigger, a little bit more physical than Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, and over a short season uh, where it's not so much of a grind as it is a sprint necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, not saying it's not going to be a grind because it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I just think Montreal has a little bit more balanced than Toronto does. Again, we will see because I know I love what Toronto did in the offseason. I just never get a chance to talk about it, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did. <laughs> I, I wanted them to earn it. So I'm putting them at two. Mm-hmm. Uh, call me a, a, a jaded Leafs fan. Um, <laughs> Max, we both had Vancouver at three. Mm-hmm. Why do you like Vancouver at three? I think just their young kids are going to take a step in the right direction, obviously. And they have elite talent. I think Brock Besser is another guy that could emerge into being that, again, full 82 have to preface that 40, 45 goal scorer uh, playing with Elias Pettersson, who is one of the most creative and most tantalizingly fun players to watch in the league. Yeah. Um, he's a guy that can just kind of anchor that team all on his own. Quinn Hughes is going to take another step in the right direction. Their goaltending. I don't know. We're going to see if uh, it was a, a flash in the pan for Thatcher Demko. Yeah. Uh, at bringing in Holtby to insulate him. It's going to help. But I think, so. uh, I think Vancouver's going to be poised for a good season. And don't forget Nate Schmidt. And tra- they just signed Travis Hamannick, mm-hmm. who has been practicing with Quinn Hughes. So I yeah, I love that blue line when you can put Tyler Myers and Jamie Ben, mm-hmm. sorry Jamie Jordan ben, Jordan ben on your third pairing. That's a that's a hard third pairing it's to play against. Uh, can say what you want about Tyler Myers, Calgary Edmonton. Uh, we flip flopped on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that Edmonton has those stars. Yeah, I don't love the blue line yet. And I don't like their goaltending. Mm-hmm. I do like Calgary's blue line a lot, and I do like Calgary's goaltending. Yep. Their forwards. I know that Edmonton has the the top end firepower. Mm-hmm. Then they have a bunch of mix and matches mm-hmm. uh, who haven't been playing together necessarily. They signed a bunch of mi- those mix and matches. Calgary's been together for a long time. Mm-hmm. They're hard to play against, uh, which I love. It's a theme of mine. I've been saying it all night so far. Uh, but I love what Calgary's done. And we had Peter Lubardius on. He said that they're very flexible. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have options on offense or on their forward group, I should say. Dylan Dubé is going to take a step in that top six. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have uh, Elias Lindholm, who's finally going to move to center. Yep. Uh, but they've got a lot of things and Edmonton I'll let you talk about Edmonton maybe a little bit but um, why do you have them in and not out yeah and again in a 56 game sprint right I think the thing that maybe hurt the Oilers a little bit last year was that the season was a little too long yeah at the end of the day when you have the two most gifted offensive players in the league we're going to call it what it is uh, that just is the play for me at the end of the day when you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl I think those two alone can drag Edmonton into a playoff spot yeah. without a doubt they're at that point in their careers Kyler Yamamoto I think is going to take a really big step forward he was drafted out of Spokane uh, yeah 
Yeah. yeah. Out of Spokane. He was nearly a point a game player when he was up last year, 26 mm-hmm. points in 27 games. I think again, at the end of the day, you're going to see this young Oilers team find a way to gel. I really like the structure that Dave Tippett has put in place. Yes. That's the other thing yes. behind the bench. And that's the only reason where, again, we'll get to Winnipeg in a second. It's the <laughs> only reason why, again, it's everybody's seen me rank Winnipeg at seven. It's not like I got him finishing 20 points below the Sens guys. It's just, we had to pick a ranking and that's yep. where I'm thinking they're going to finish. It was a bold, bold move. Bold strategy, um, Cotton. Now, I have we bo- let's just say we have Winnipeg in the bottom, mm-hmm. not making the playoffs. For me, uh, it's it's a little bit of team uncertainty with the Patrick Line thing kind of hovering over all their heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, their blue line to me, we talked about it with Kiprios. He likes the blue line. Um, I don't know. I don't love it yet. Uh, it could be good, like you said. Neil Pionk could be a star. When Vili Hainola gets there, Vili Hainola. There's three guys. They have right some there. young guys, sure. Uh, and then Hellebuck, you can't deny how good he is. Mm-hmm. I just think when you're playing all these teams all the time, uh, they don't match up great. Uh, I don't think they can match the balanced firepower of all the other teams above them for me. Uh, their bottom six. To me, it's depth. It's at depth. The, it's, it's depth at the end I of the know day, they yeah. have stars in their top six. Oh, yeah. And I picked a lot of them in my fantasy that's hockey That's as far teams. as it goes, though, with um, Winnipeg, unfortunately. But that, yeah. And if Patrick Line is distracted or if he distracts his team, uh, if he gets traded, who knows what they get back. Not to we mention talked about Jack Roslovich, another cloud hanging yeah. over the head. We talked about it a lot, but, um, you know, if... Uh, if you trade a Patrick Line, you're probably not winning that trade necessarily. Not likely. Not um, this year anyways. No. Right. It'd be a long-term thing. So who knows? It's hard to say. I just don't know if they're, they've got the team right now to compete with all those other teams. We all saw what all happened year. when Josh Morrissey went down this year, and they, yeah. they didn't do enough in the offseason to address it. Yeah. They're paper thin on the blue line. I'm sorry, Winnipeg. I know we were bitter division rivals for a long time, and that's not exactly where this take is coming from. But yeah, beyond the top six in, in the forward group, which is elite, by the way, I really love the names up there. You got oh, Wheelers, yeah. you got Connor, you right. got Wheeler, you got Line A when he's not distracted. Again, it's distractions. But unless Connor and Hellebuck and, 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 and Paul Stassen, they got him back too. But unless Hellebuck is razor sharp, Vesna caliber again yeah and, and, and like if they a, run into any injury trouble on the blue line and like i said earlier ottawa will bully him this is a division uh maybe the east division is similar but this division out of all of them mm-hmm. there are six teams that should be in the playoffs yep. in my mind uh in this division so there's going to be two teams that miss regardless well three if you want to include Ottawa, but um there's going to be two really good teams that don't make the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe they deserve to. So keep that in mind with these rankings. It's not an easy division. No. Nope. Uh, and like, uh, who was saying watch, it? Though. Who was saying it? We'll just end it off with this one. But um, was it Jamie? I think it was Jamie said. Uh, I think this is talking about the Jets. No, it's John Ohm. I think this mm-hmm. is talking about the Jets. Dreger had them fifth. Button had them fourth. Poulin had them third, and O'Neill had them first. So like I said, it's a mashup of teams. Like. Nobody's gonna give There's you. There's no consensus. You of won't where get. Anyone's no, gonna finish, you're not right? gonna get a real yeah. consensus. But that's what makes it fun. When we did our Canadian <laughs> tour, what did we say? Everybody said that their team was going to finish yep. third, fourth, or fifth. Yeah, there was no... <laughs> Nobody said first or second. No. The only one we got was... Joey Alfieri. Joey Alfieri. in the Canadians. He didn't say first, though. Nope. He said the, the Habs will finish above the Leafs. Yeah. That's all he said. He didn't say first. Could mean first. This uh, Dustin, Nielsen said, Dustin Nielsen said Edmonton would be third, I believe. Uh, Lubardius hates predictions. He said anywhere from two to five for Calgary. Andrew Walker said fourth, I think, for Vancouver, third mm-hmm. or fourth. Uh so you can sense a trend. Sean Reynolds, I think, said third or fourth, but yeah. anywhere from three to six. Exactly. Uh, Carlo, I believe, was... Did he say that the Leafs would win? 
I think he was pretty. Or did he say the, the Habs would win. win the division? Yeah, um, the tr- Toronto has the talent to do it. That's why I have Barnaby. One, I think said Toronto ten. won, yeah. and then who am I missing? I think that was everybody. Yeah. So, anyways, um, let's let's take the the graphics down. We got to sign off here, guys. We have been <laughs> we way over tonight, but it was fun. We had a great night. I had fun. a great night. I, had a um, I hope you guys had fun. You're gonna um, Thursday when uh, the Preds smack the Jackets. Yes, tomorrow, as I said, is the launch of the NHL season. We're all excited. And on the Rod Peterson Show, we have Colorado Avalanche insider Adrian Dater Ooh, that'll be fun. calling in um, on a phone call. And NFL expert Jim Lang's joining us as well in Hour 2 to talk about the NFL playoffs more. Uh, next week on the Squadcast, we haven't really talked about it yet. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned. We, always, <laughs> we have lots of ideas. Um, Fun ideas. Now, I guess we have to decide, uh, are we going to go like basketball theme, hockey theme, baseball theme, football themed? Let's see if the Raptors can turn it around a little bit. I'm a little, I'm, it's tough uh, to get excited about basketball for me anyways, not yeah. because of our great friends at Hoop Life. But um, yeah, when the Raptors are two and eight, I don't know, something about the NBA is just not drawing my attention. That LaMelo ball kid is pretty good though. I have some ideas on some guests we might be able to go after. Uh, can Doug McLean. Yeah, but as you can talk about NFL, I'm talking if we go NFL. Well, we'll talk golf with Doug. Sure. Uh, from the basement of the... Did we get a new... Uh, yeah, we did. Okay, I see what's going on. From the basement of the bunker, uh, we are signing off. I'm producer Clark, Mad Max, producer Kayla, uh, director Jordan in the back, plus our good friends at Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, IKS Media, Vigor Lifestyles, Hoop Life Basketball, and RBI Baseball Training. And I think, uh, I'm not going to say anything yet, but we have some potential new sponsors coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're looking forward mm-hmm. to those people uh, coming in. And... I got a lyric. Uh, let's go with it. Hello out there. Sportsnet's on the air. It's hockey night tomorrow night. Tension grows. Wes McCauley's whistle blows. You've really reached on this. Oh, I know. I and the it. puck goes down the ice. Freddie Anderson jumps and the Leafs and Canadians bump. And the fans all go insane. Darren roars. Austin scores. And the good old hockey game. Enjoy hockey, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a great night, everybody. Hey!